They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week, my brother, partner in crime, Sarge. What's going on, buddy? I realize now that I'm what's-his-face from uh, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean, I already, Ocean's I already know what you're going to say. You're Brad Pitt from Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I'm always you're, eating. You're always eating. I'm always, always eating there. something. Yeah. yeah. I See, I, you didn't even have to say anything. Like, soon you as said, as soon as you said, I just realized, I was like, I know what he's going to say. You got me. Yeah. And this is this is why the chemistry is just what it is, right? Honest to God, chat, we didn't rehearse that in any way, shape, or form before the show. Like, he's like, you know, I just realized, I was like, oh, he thinks he's Brad Pitt. That's, no, I didn't say, I think I'm Brad Pitt. Let's not. No, no, you're Brad Pitt from Ocean's just, Eleven. Let's not make this something else. No, no, I didn't say you were Brad Pitt. I mean, God knows. Everyone knows you're not Brad Pitt. <clears throat> but I could be Brad Kitt's younger, that's more right. sophisticated cousin. Well, that's fine because that would make him. That would make me the more good-looking cousin. <clears throat> so we're we're fine. All right. So, Generation X Gaming Weekly Podcast goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We're live every single Thursday, eight PM Eastern. Well, forty-eight of the fifty-two weeks in the in the year, we are live. Uh, we're off a couple. Uh, this is the last show of November. And then we'll be back in December for like three episodes. And then we'll, we take off for the rest of the year for Christmas and New Year's. <clears throat> and then we'll be back in the year with season eight. With season eight. Uh, so a uh, little housekeeping. A little housekeeping here. Um, I want to go over some stuff with, uh, with chat. Because, look, we love doing this show. And we get more and more people watch and listen. Okay. We are live on YouTube and Twitch right now on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can come in live and watch us on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, or you can listen to us after the fact on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and many, many, many other po uh, podcast platforms. You can also watch us on video format now on Spotify. Okay, on Spotify. We are a video podcast now on Spotify. Watch out, Joe Rogan. We're there with you now, buddy. Uh, so we're on there for video, and then we're also audio there as well. Um, right now, we like uh, participation. So we will be covering the Video Game Awards show. We've been doing it for the last, like, four or five years on, on the podcast. On December 9th, it'll, it'll be live the same time we're live. So Generation X Gaming, that episode will be just the reward show. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about gaming news and stuff, but it's literally covering the whole Video Game Awards show. So if you'd like to be a part, okay, if you'd like to be a part, if you go to our Discord, I'm going to bring it up right now. If you go to our Discord, okay, I I didn't put the creators or best streamers or best whatever, but I took 22 of the of the categories. And if you go into our if you go into our server and you go down to the general tab and you come down to where it says video game awards, okay? This is where you will vote for your uh, you know, for your categories. Okay, please only vote once per thing. I can see if you vote twice. Okay, so please only vote once per category. If you have if you have more than one, I will pick for you. 
if you put by accident. Okay, so make sure you only vote once in each category. And then it'll stay open until the day December 9th happens. And then I will make it private. And then when we go live for GXG, we'll have fun. We'll go through and see who got it. We'll keep track of points or whatever. It's, a, it's just a good old fun little thing, little little fun competitiveness and, here. And whoever comes in last gets banned from the channel. That's <laughs> All right. So study up. Lo lowest points loses. Whoever gets the yeah. lowest points banned from the channel. We'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just ghost you that's it we'll just we'll just ghost you so go check it out go vote on your on your favorite categories of games or whatnot there's no commenting in there whatsoever it's literally go in there vote for your vote for your favorite one if you guys want to talk about it, you can go into general chat and talk about it but that's what that is right there uh also if you'd like to help us out on this podcast uh you can also become a member on youtube uh, you can use super chats. We we do see the chat, but if you'd like to make yours stand out, you can do a super chat. Uh, and then also you can become a uh, subscriber over on Twitch. Uh, other than that, I do appreciate everyone coming out and listening to us. And let's get uh, let's get going here. So on today's show, we got we got lots of stuff, Sarge. We got we're we're gonna be talking about lots uh, of stuff. Lots of stuff. I I took I took a quarter of a Xanax in 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 preparation for this. Because I didn't want to fly off the handle. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna just talk. <clears throat> Here, how about we're talk. how about this? The the one with the lowest score gets a copy of Marvel Avengers. <laughs> or or uh or cyberpunk or yeah, but the version, uh, Vanguard. The version doesn't have everything included. The version doesn't have everything included. Yeah, yeah, the one that does nothing. All right, so on today's show, we're going to be talking about Destiny 2. We're going to be talking about uh, Activision. Everyone's uh, ready, to, ready to cancel Activision, so that's happening. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the meta. The meta, Sarge. Ready Player One is happening. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Battlefield and all its glory. Pins. Sarge has still got the pins. Check those out. They're still sealed. You guys okay. don't even know what you're missing. Okay, we're going to be talking about Battlefield 2042. We're going to be talking about Xbox backwards compatibility. We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite. We're going to be talking uh, in quick stories about Minecraft and Walt Disney World. We're going to be talking about... Um, where is it? We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite. I said that. We're going to be talking about Star Wars. Star Wars films that are coming out or not coming out. Uh, we're going to be talking about Red Dead Redemption. We're going to be talking about uh, New World a little bit. We're going to be talking about Amazon games with New World. We're going to be talking about Call of Duty. We're going to be talking about Bethesda today. We're going to be talking about Disney uh, moving some employees. We're going to be talking about sales for video games. And we're going to be talking about Sony has another patent, Sarge. Uh, and then we're going to be talking... Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a dandy. Yeah. And then we're going to be talking about G4 a little bit. So lots of different, lots of different uh, topics to talk about. Uh, also, guys, after tonight, after this tonight's show, we Gators in chat, we're going to be recording a podcast for him for uh, Guardian Down. Uh, it's a podcast that he does, and I'll let you guys know when that goes live and share with you so you guys can go listen to it after the fact. All right. <clears throat> so, Sarge, what have you been playing? Uh, honestly, only one game. Only been playing Held at Loose. They just they I, just had an update today, didn't they? They did actually. It was supposed to be Friday, but I guess they were ready 
I guess to put the patch out. So in case they had to put another patch out for Friday, they would be ready for that. Um, to be perfectly honest, it's a quality of life patch. Um, it does a lot right for what a quality of life patch is supposed to do. But of course, there were some other bugs introduced when you patch the other bugs that gave you problems. But as far as the stability of the game, I will say it's an overall improvement. It is more stable. Uh, the action's a little bit more fluid. Uh, the jump and the crouch button are more responsive. There's been a tweaking to the graphic settings. Uh, a little glitch here and there. I, I remember running in sunlight, and the, the, instead of it being a sunbeam, it was more like this laser ray that was coming through the sky. It blinded you. So I know there's a glitch there. Um, but otherwise, it's still it's still better than COD and, and Battlefield 2042. That's all that, all that matters. Yeah. Agreeing with you with Hell Let Loose, right? There's moments that the rubber banding happens, and, the, and the, I haven't played it yet since the, the patch went through, so I don't know if it's smooth or not for me. But the, the stuff that happens in Hell Let Loose is much better than the stuff that's not in battlefield what we're talking uh so there's no other games you've been you've been playing hold up that's it 100 100 percent hell let loose every video every review every patch note all hell let loose just so i can be ready for the holidays give me give me one second keep can talk a little bit more i have to uh i have to kill something real fast it, oh all right everybody let's there, there's a good conversation. So no, no, say nothing. Just, just say, say I'm nothing. Not killing a person, it's a say bug. nothing. <laughs> say nothing. Say nothing. All right. So let's all real quick. Let's guess. The wife can't kill it. So what bug is thirty gonna kill? Everyone pretty much can get this one down. Yeah, everyone understands. The girl can't kill it. So what is it, guys? Come on. Uh huh. All right. I, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with Gator on this one. Gator, first one in. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Gator. I mean, he is a farmer. Uh, no, coyote, no. The dog will kill. The, the dog would take care of the coyote. Oh, I, I, I didn't say I was. I wasn't gonna do it, Wolf. I just. I was waiting. I mean, it's only right. arena. I. I mean, it's Halo. It's not that I. I. I don't want to. It's. It's basically I be playing something I've already already played. So you think I was killing a coyote? Is that what he said? A coyote? Yeah, yeah, coyote. Yeah, a coyote. A coyote is in my room. <laughs> so it was just a it's a flying. And I don't hear, and, and a coyote's in your mind. I don't even hear the door the dog barking this yeah, time. It's it's a, it was a flying bug. Don't worry about it. It's all it's all it's all. Good. <laughs> all right, search. <laughs> I'm calling it a grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> Just made Sarge spit up his drink. <laughs> you all right, bud? All right. Yep. Drink it back up. Drink it back up. All right. I think I killed it. It went into my lung. All right. So <sighs> games I've been playing in one day after one afternoon. I think it was uh, Monday this week. Monday or Sunday? I think it was Monday. In two hours time, Sarge, in two hours, I played Marvel Future Revolution, Forza Horizon, Outriders, Halo Infinite, Marvel Avengers, and New World. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like short attention span theater. How could yeah. you play all of those games in yeah. two hours? Like what do you log in? Do the assignment, log out. That's exactly what I did. I played Marvel Future Revolution, did a, did one of the couple of things I did. 
I moved on. I said, let me play Forza Horizon. I had to get some 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 points for the for the weekly, so I did that. And then I moved over to Outriders to check out the uh, the uh, well. I didn't check out the update because the update wasn't out yet, but I re-downloaded it and tried it out just to see what it was like to get back into it. And I was like, I'll I'll, I'll test it out tomorrow when the when the stuff comes out. New World, I went back in because I got I haven't played in a bit and I wanted to see what was going on, uh, and that was that was done. Halo Infinite, I put the most time into. Halo yeah, but, Infinite, I put the most the time way into. You're even, the way you're even speaking about it seems like that you're in the category that they want you in. Well, no, I'm in the he's category. Gonna, he's going to get on. He's going to play 15, <laughs> 20 minutes to knock out knock out the, the missions, and then he's going to switch games to our other game and knock out those missions. Like, you're the dream get, You're the dream consumer for them. Yeah, no, the reason I did it, Sarge, is because I have a podcast, and I'm playing different games and keeping track of all these different news stories and different things. And that's no, why it doesn't I matter. It. But that's how they want normal people to play it. They yeah. want you bouncing from game to game. Yeah. So I'm getting ready for the for the raid that's coming out on the 30th for Marvel Avengers. Uh, I played Halo Infinite because it dropped on Monday. Uh, Outriders dropped a patch. Marvel Avengers. I'm just trying to keep up every day with it with that. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I've been playing. I did I did dive into Halo Infinite, and I'll talk about that the majority of it. Right. So. I have to say, Sarge, I I enjoyed Halo Infinite a lot. I did. But I don't really want to play it. Okay? And the reason for this is it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to pop on and do the thing. Um, I know they're going to fix the XP stuff because I played for like six hours and went up two levels. Okay, because you only go up when you complete the challenge things, and that's the only time you get experience, so it takes forever. Um, but the gameplay itself is fun. It's fun. It's Halo. Now, I haven't played a Halo game multiplayer-wise. I haven't played multiplayer Halo in 15 years. Okay? I think the last one I played was Halo 3, I think. Right? Whenever that one came out. That's the last one I played multiplayer. Wait, did they, weren't you playing with me with Halo 5? No. <clears throat> No, I never played. That, I never. That played wasn't it. you. Nope. <clears throat> nope. I played the campaign. That was it. I never played. I never played the multiplayer of that stuff. Right. Two thousand seven. So there you go. I sworn that was you. So what? Thirteen years. Thirteen years then. Right. So whenever that came out, that's the last time I played Halo. Halo multiplayer. Okay. I like it. I like the small matches. I even like the bots that you fight against just to, to get the rust off or, or or whatnot. I like the big battles, but the problem with Halo is the maps. Right. And I know this will come with time, but they need more maps because I was playing and I liked it. But then I was just like, oh, this map again. Oh, OK, this map again. And then and then everything was like sort of like capture the flag. There's capture the flag and then there's capture the flag with containers. OK, so there's containers that you have to get and you have to get five of the containers in, and you can steal them from the other side and do what uh, whatnot. Um, things I the, the time to kill in, in Halo Infinite is it seems a little bit long but it's shorter than fucking battlefield 2042 let me tell you that okay halo infinite has got shorter kill time than battlefield 2042 okay sci-fi fantasy halo okay well I get, you have a shield i get in a warthog yeah you get a shield you get a warthog and i can't climb up fucking buildings with it okay i can go up ramps and get into like a little outpost type of thing battlefield 2042 i could take a hovercraft up a building Okay, that's how hovercrafts work. We all know that. Okay, absolutely. Like a vacuum, right? Like a vacuum, and then absolutely. and then you can fly into a building and do like Spider-Man shit, and like I feel like 2042, the future of Battlefield. Like I'm like no Halo. It it's the motif, right? It's, it's Halo. 
sci-fi fantasy. Battlefield 2042, it's only 20 years from now, okay? I'm like, what the fuck is happening with this? It's a, it's a mess. We'll talk about Battlefield. But I like Halo. I like it. The customization of, of, of some of the stuff with the with the uh, the outfits and armor, get the stand out a little bit more. But uh, I like it. And I feel like Halo Infinite, not that it's going to kill, I'm not, I don't think it's going to kill Destiny in any way, shape, or form, but a lot of people that were looking for Crucible to be better, okay, they're just going to go play Halo now. They're just going to go play Halo now. They'll play Destiny to get their stuff for PvE, but for PvP, they'll either play Trials well, that, or they'll just is, go play Halo. That will be interesting. I, I will, you, you will have to wait for the statistical data to show that once Halo Infinite fully releases, okay? Now, of course, it's going to be two sets of numbers. The set of number that Halo Infinite releases up until the point until the Witch Queen releases, and does Destiny's PvP go down because of it, right? Does it go down because of Witch Queen's not out yet? And does it go back up when Witch Queen does come out? But the PvP thing still, people are going to play Halo over Destiny. I think... It'll well, be interesting to see. I think I think twofold, right? Like I said, I don't think it's going to kill uh, Destiny in any way, shape, or form. But I do, I do feel that they will take a hit. And I do feel that... Um, People will start as the season goes on and they start adding more stuff and customize maps, right? Because there's the forge mode that comes out later early next year that you can start making your own stuff. Um, that's going to be a game changer, right? That's going to bring people in where they're going to play with their with their crew and their mates. And then we, we all know that Halo, it seems like it's pretty off to a good start right now, but we all know that Halo is going to be competitive. Like you're going to see a lot of people playing competitively right people right now are already getting sweaty with rank matches and stuff like that right so i i feel like even if destiny makes the change destiny's been around for four years with destiny 2 seven years with with all of destiny destiny 1 to me was a better better time in pvp in the in, in the crucible itself okay even trials was better Okay, trials still to this day, they, they don't even know what they're doing. And every time they, they find they figure something out, they go out and change it again. Okay. So there's a lot of people. Um so there's a lot of people that I feel like are just they waited seven years or four years with Destiny 2, and they're like, eh, you know what? I'm gonna go play, I'm gonna go play Halo. Okay, because it, it just feels good. And why? Because it's Halo. It's just Halo. It, it they didn't. They didn't change the recipe, and I, I complained about this before. I said they didn't really change it. It feels good, but to me, it's not a game where I'll, I'll sit there for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours to, to play it. But I will jump in and, and play it every once in a while. But you, but you have to. There's there's different levels of analysis, though. The reason why PvP in Halo was so good is because the the, the level of the playing field was the same. Everyone's got the same guns. A few a few modifications here and there for your actual Spartan. Everybody's on the same playing field. Yeah. Whereas in D2 or Destiny in general, the whole point and the power involved in it was I'm in PvE, I find these special guns, <clears throat> and then I get to own people in PvE. Because of that, your skill. Or, or PvP, PvP, excuse yeah. me. But that's and so so the skill gap changes depending if this well, guy's got a better gun than me, then he gets the edge a little bit. Right, whereas well, in as in Halo, we're all the same. Correct. It comes down to just your skill. If you're all using correct. sniper rifles, the person with better with the sniper rifle is going to win that match, right? It's actually skill. Where in, in Destiny, you're you got 
your skill could be this, my skill could be this, but then I have this gun and it brings my my skill up to yours because I TTKs faster, right? Where yes, get a sniper rifle, TTKs faster in in Halo, but still, you with the sniper rifle compared to someone else with the sniper rifle, the sniper rifle doesn't have any other perks on it. It's just the sniper rifle, right? Right? You know what I mean? So, so but what I'm saying is, it, it that does make a difference though. It might not be. It might not be able to be proven outright without really statistical data showing it, right. but it, my belief is that the reason why it's a more easier to adjust type of game mode is because everybody's on the same well, playing field. That's another thing. Halo is super easy to pick up and just jump in and 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 know what the hell you're doing within like you run around the map within two times playing that map, you know where the guns are that drop, where they drop, you know what I mean? Uh sure. I I like the big I like the um the big battle, the team, big team battles in there. Uh, I, I feel like they're there's a they're a good size where it feels good when you're running around. But if you're going for the if you're going for to level up your battle pass, you've got to do the the smaller maps, the the big team battles. It just takes too long to, to run across and kill people and do all these other things. Like you want to get the the challenge done, you got to hit the, the the small little quick match, quick play matches up, uh, and stuff like that. <clears throat> I still think I still think though that a fully mic'd team in Halo can do a lot of damage. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You but can already if see if you guys right if you if you actually work together in a Halo match in a battle match and you guys are squatted up, you can do some serious damage. You can do some control for the map for sure. Yeah. Now I, I hear what you're saying, Gator. When you say it's dated, it, it is. I, I said this before they even came out. I said it looks like Halo. I was like, I don't want to play Halo because I played Halo, right? And if they're going back to the original, like two, three, one, you know, one, two, three era. I, I feel like they didn't really change. Sure, there's a grapple hook. Sure, there's graphics are better. Sure. But it's just Halo. Now, Battlefield went the complete opposite direction, right? They changed way too much in Battlefield 2042. So much so that it's not even Battlefield anymore. It's just Battlefield by name. It's not even Battlefield like Battlefield. Right, and that's that's the that's the problem when you change too much. Now, I'm not asking for Halo to all of a sudden be boots on the ground like, uh, you know, Call of Duty, World War II stuff, but at the same time, it's just like okay, it's it, it's it's the same, right? It's the same. It's Halo. I mean, it's it's. I can I I can bring up this point <clears throat> multiple times during this show, and I'll I'll do it one time now. The age group of people who have played Halo in the past are still around. I'm not saying that 20 years old, in a good, I'm not saying a good or a bad thing. Originally people who played video games played video games until they got a real job, a girlfriend or married. And then they stopped playing video games to concentrate on all this other stuff. Nowadays, you could still be married, have a girlfriend and a really good job, and you're playing video games, not as much, but you're still playing. You're still right. playing video games. Yeah. And so we are recognizing stuff in the past because we are still I, in the industry. Yeah. So what ends up happening is you have this disconnect because we, the old people in the room, and I'm the old person in the room, okay, see how badly shit has gone on, right? The new people who are just getting into video games think everything is fucking amazing. As right, because they don't, they didn't, they don't know what it was. As as a as a person that played the original Halo till now, Halo. Uh, my analogy here is like I had this story when I was twelve years old with dad. He took me to a beer factory and they had root beer. It was my first time ever having root beer, and I sat down and had a fresh root beer. And every time I drink root beer to this day, 
it brings me back to my 12-year-old state, right? I take a sip of root beer, okay? And it, I have this memory of nostalgia of the very first time I had root beer. And it's a good feeling, right? That's what Halo is. Halo is you get it back into Halo and you start playing. And you're like, oh, man, I remember that. I remember those LAN parties. I remember that time when I played, uh, you know, I brought my TV set over, my 26-inch uh, CRT television. You remember I had the carry... LAN parties? Yes. Carrying yeah. televisions right. in your car that, to that, your friends' houses? That's what Halo does, right? It brings you back to that moment of nostalgia where you're like, oh, man, it feels good. It, it, it feels good to be that. That's, that's what Halo is. And that's what it's going to be. For a lot of older older people now the newer people that come in they're like oh man i remember playing halo 4 i remember playing halo 5 i was just seven when it came out now i'm 13 you know what i mean like that that's that's the thing so it's halo let's move on <clears throat> all right <clears throat> uh speaking of destiny and halo let's talk about actually let me get let me find the the halo i, I let me find the halo stories real fast because we, we we have a couple of halo stories okay uh, Shroud, not that I care what Shroud says, but he kind of says what I said. It's Halo. He says he wasn't very excited about it, and that, not that because Shroud doesn't like it, no one should play it, but he's, he's like, that's exactly what he says. He says, it's Halo. He's like, it's, it, it was fun, but it's exactly what I expected. It's, it's, it's a good time for a short period of time. He's like, well, no, it's a good time for a short period of time for the people who have played Halo in right. the past. Not right. the new crowd of people who finally get to see what a real Halo arena match is. So that's the draw. So he <laughs> says once the community gets a hold of it and they get to do the Forge stuff, that's when I think that's when the game will shine when they can create their own stuff. Um, that's one of the one of the things about uh, Halo. There's another story about Halo. It's the fastest. Uh, yeah, Halo Infinite is already the most successful Xbox game studio title ever on steam okay okay but on i but i can't believe that statement only because if you have game pass you automatically get it so you're gonna try it it's no skin off your bones to go and try it it's not like you actually well, not, actively on bought steam it. on steam though it's, don't they still have don't they still have game pass you still have it yeah <clears throat> but it's, it's free. it doesn't matter if they have game pass or not it's it was free to everybody it's a it's a free multiplayer game so oh, but yeah. that's what i'm saying it skews the actual what you're talking about sure it's the fastest engrossing game of all time but because it's easy access for everyone you didn't ask me to buy halo and then get the award for it hey chat i don't know what to tell you the article says halo infinite already is the most successful xbox game studio ever on steam after being out less than a day halo infinite becomes the most successful xbox game studio title to ever release on steam it's such a padded statement i, I i'm glad i'm glad they're allowed to say a statement after you pad the books it's fine mm -hmm. okay i i agree with you <clears throat> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't. I I agree with you. I don't know what to tell you. Here, I'll, I'll go. No, no, I'll go no, to, I, uh... I understand. I, wh what I'm saying is, it's set up for you to boast about something that is not really a factor. You gave the game into a position. Uh, you well, here, put the game I in. Th a specific I think. Position. I think chat's. I think chat's trying to tell me that it's not on Steam, and, and it <laughs> is right here. Halo Infinite. It's on Steam. Free on Steam. Go play it. Free to play on Steam. There you go. So it. Easy access means big numbers. Uh, it's Halo. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, Halo is on Steam, and it's the most successful Xbox game studio on Steam ever for them. All right, con congratulations. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you don't have to put anything towards it, and it's free to play, why not? Right. 
Why not? Why not? Why not get it? Um, so look forward to seeing Battle Pass is absolute garbage. I will say that the the Battle Pass is absolute garbage as far as there's a bunch of stuff on there, sure, but the way you get it done is absolute terrible. And supposedly on tomorrow there's supposed to be some sort of fix for that. Um, and then and then the seasons are six months. The season's okay. six months. That's crazy. That's a long time. For uh, a it's, it's it's hockey or basketball. Right. Well, all sports are six months. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, but basketball's nine. Yeah. Well, most I said most sports. Most sports. Uh, all right. So let's go to let's go with uh, let's go to the meta stories real fast. Okay. So there's two stories for the meta. Now, meta's haptic feedback glove lets you touch things in the metaverse. Okay. So this is what this is right here. The meta haptic feedback glove lets you touch things in the metaverse. Okay, meta, otherwise known as Facebook, is working on a haptic feedback glove that is designed to add touch sens sensation when used in a vaguely defined metaverse VR, say AR environments. Let me tell you something. I know what that glove is going to be used for. As soon as it goes to, as soon as it goes to meta, the porn industry is going to explode with the sensor glove. Okay, let me just tell you that. Uh, sure, it looks like it's a prop. Um, from the Predator movie, but the device like this one, uh, one step on the path to achieving a genuine VR immersion, which can't happen without feeling of touch and taste. Um, we've got no idea how Let's they're going to get around I'll, that, I'll that, with, that I'll ladder. Go okay, I'll go with they touch. So they don't right? know how they're going to get around that ladder, though it could be also really, uh, really want to a VR ever break out of the entertainment and fun only stereotype to become a commonplace, which it will down the road, part of life and work technology the like needed to get there. According to Reality Labs director Sean Keller, people can touch, feel, and manipulate virtual objects uh, just as they would in real in real life. The glove features triggers uh, uh, act activators which apply pressure to the hand depending on the virtual object being handed. Uh, cool though, or just a gimmick. No, a gimmick's Battlefield. This is, this is cool, but it is a gimmick until it's not a gimmick, right? It's a gimmick until it's mass produced out in everyone's house and then everyone uses it, then it stops becoming a gimmick. Well, the, the, well, the, the definition, this is of not the, the power term. glove from Nintendo. That's a gimmick. That was a gimmick. Yes. That's a gimmick. Having, having a piece of hardware that allows you to feel something in a digital world sounds gimmicky, but if done correctly, will progress what gaming is. Period. Right. So it no longer becomes a gimmick at that point. It becomes the standard because they already have the chess piece that makes you feel, and now they have a glove. So I'm thinking that separately, different companies will be inventing the different body parts for, for you to try on their game, and then slowly but surely, they all start getting closer together until Facebook buys them all and then puts it together one giant package and gets the full VR experience into your home. Right. Yeah. For six ninety nine ninety five. Oh, they'll have to bring it down. They'll have to bring it down. Like no, no, that, that's what it'll be first. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. If you want, what I'm saying is the whole suit of armor. Six six ninety nine ninety five. The whole suit of armor for the high end people well, I just, who can afford it. I just think, but it's, like just you by itself, maybe you get a glove and the helmet. I, right? I just think it's funny because they're making ninety nine ninety nine. They're making this. I mean, go, imagine. Imagine in a world, Sarge, where you put this virtual headset on and you go anywhere you want in the world, and now you have this glove where you can physically touch this pen. 
like this pen's not real, but in 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 virtual world, it makes it feel real because you can hold it. It's like, yeah, but I can just take the glasses off, pick up a pen, and hold it because that's what I'm doing. Yes, I'm that's holding the gimmick a pen, part. Right? That's the gimmick part. But when it becomes you mainstream, can really shake in someone's a video game. hands. You could shake someone's hands in virtual reality, or you could go outside <clears throat> and shake someone's hand. So what what will really be interesting? And this this is going to be a big deal for Facebook. Okay, a big deal. Once the virtual helmet and the glove thing becomes standard, right, and you're inside the metaverse, if I grab somebody's ass inside the virtual world, am I arrested? <laughs> right? <laughs> and and yeah. is Facebook liable because they allowed someone to grab somebody else and sexually sexually harass them yeah, in, a, how in that, a metaverse? That would that how would do, that do you work? Understand, yeah. Do you understand the complexity of that? Does personal you understand space the complexity of that? It gives me a headache just even thinking about it. Does personal space just even exist thinking about it? in virtual world? You know what I mean? Like, well, it, it's it's a virtual universe based on our own. So don't the same rules apply, or I, do they not apply in the virtual verse? I don't know. That'd be good. <clears throat> I mean, it's terrifying. It's ter don't even bother talking down this road. This is a forty-five <laughs> minute discussion at minimum. All right, and it's scary as shit. Move well, on well, to the next right, story. We'll have, we'll have another. <laughs> We'll have another conversation then. All right, so let me let me get rid of that one. I, I think they actually they have video of uh, this. This hold on one second. I think you can actually have video of this. No, it's a different one. There's a different glove. I mean, you would think the virtual verse, the pervs could get off in the virtual verse, and and that way they don't have to yeah. act out their so, so act out their feelings in the real world. This is a and then all of a sudden the virtual police will come. This is a different glove, but you see what he's doing? He's like, look, I can actually feel the rain. Right, like he's he's playing with stuff. He's like, oh, I can actually. It's like Edward Scissorhands. I can turn. Yeah, look at the the design of that. Is just. <laughs> yeah, that's that's step one. Yeah, everything starts big, man. It's a Mickey Mouse glove. Everything starts big, and, and, and then it scales and down. And you're tethered, and you need a power plant just to to uh, to power <clears throat> the glove. We all know, we all know how this goes. Yeah, and it's just funny. So there's there's. But it's I, I'm still I'm still enthralled to even see it. That we're going oh, down course. that road. Of course. All right. Next uh, next story. Let me bring up here. Xbox. No more Xbox backwards compatible games planned due to the legal and technical constraints. Now. That's bullshit. Now, on the 20th anniversary, which was just on uh, just just on Monday. When Halo released. Okay. Just on Monday. They talked about. I got to find this other story. They talked about how they were. Oh, where is this? I hate that I have like, okay. So Xbox added 76 more original Xbox and 360 games to backwards compatibility. Okay. So they added all this stuff into it. And then on top of that, now they're saying that the, the constraints of this is that they, they, they can't do it anymore. Right. They, they're, there's just, just two constraints. So the article says Microsoft has celebrated their 20 years of Xbox and live show that gave fans plenty of surprises at the ending of the fans won't forget. The live show also brought over 70 new games to backwards compatibility um, and spanning over the 360 year. Unfortunately, it seems that these will be the last time there'll be backwards compatibility titles, at least according to the latest press release issued by Microsoft. Uh, while continuing to stay focused, uh, continue to stay focused on preserving the enhancing the art from the games, we have reached a limit to our ability to bring new games to the catalog from the past due to the licensing legal and technical constraints stated uh, Peggy low Xbox compatibility program laid. Uh, thank you for being part of this journey with us. Uh, unfortunately, 
Uh, news might uh, dishearten fans, which could also be ex uh, expecting more backwards compatibility titles in the future. It could mean that the underrated games will remain a relic of the former generation, never to be made, uh, make it, or to the latest Xbox console. The announcements explain that the long absence of the programs, while Microsoft could revisit this decision in the future, for now, you'll only need to enjoy the 70-plus games added in today's announcement. So... It's because of licensing issues, Sarge. That's that's the reason they can't. That's that's a lie. That is a bold face lie. It's a lie. Okay. There is no difference in the software that you created from one system to another. All it is is different code. Well, they, for the hardware, they don't want to pay the licensing anymore for the. That's what it is. Well, that's a different story. But to say that it's got something to do with the hardware issue, or something else, that's bullshit. Completely. It's like it's like saying like, I can't run I can't run this game on my machine because it's too fast. Right? I, I'm playing right. I'm playing a game on my old computer, and five years later I get a new computer. I, I can't play that old game because my computer's too fast now for it. Like what? No, <laughs> no. Right. Uh, we got a super chat from uh, Smashville Vikings says so. Sarge is saying that it'll be like Demolition Man. I, I didn't say anything about Demolition Man. I don't I, even know. Well, I think you're. I don't know what people start this stuff. You were describing. You were describing. I guess the virtual world is as, as, the as, demolition the, in Demolition Man. The VR was used specifically for sex. That's how they had sex. That's that's what it'll be in the real well, world here. Yeah. Well, so do you believe gaming will be first for the VR, or porn will be first for the VR? I think VR will become popular because of porn. Well, well, we will see. Hence, porn made VHS popular. Hence why, hence why porn made DVDs popular, right? And they made HD. They went HD instead of Blu-ray. Well, that, oh, was, no. that was also a battle. That right. was also a battle. Right. And the reason, and the reason why they won, I forgot what the actual real reason was, but I think the reason why Blu-ray won over HDVD, I forget, had something to do with the porn industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, everyone talks about these virtual glasses and virtual things. They literally have virtual objects that you can plug into your USB and stick your dick in. Okay. I mean, that's, that's what they have. They, I think it's called the fleshlight or, or whatever it is. All right. They've, they've had these things of virtual. So while you're watching a movie, it could jerk you off. Okay. Porn as faux pas as it is, right. Pushes, it pushes the industries forward. And if everything shuns it away, the porn's like, we'll take it. And they take it, and then it becomes multi-billions and billions of dollars worth of— They make of, it of, okay, yeah. and then other companies yeah. follow suit. Yeah. <clears throat> I found out from a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Let me show you. No. Yeah, so the virtual world, that's what it's going to be. Second Life, Second Life, before it got restricted with the banks and the casinos, okay, once those got taken out, what do you think took over Second Life, Sarge? Porn. Porn took over Second Life. Okay, there was like sex stores and porn, different things. Porn and casinos. Yes, porn yeah. and casinos. Yeah, right. That's that's what took it over. That's, that's the first thing that happened. And yeah. as soon as the virtual world existed in, in, yeah. in Second porn. Life, uh, porn and casinos were the first you, you, things you've to, never to blow seen. Up. There was people that literally you could buy penises and vaginas. Like someone designed penises and vaginas for their avatars with emotes. Okay, so when you put that emote on, like that that object on your character, he would perform those emotes. Right? This is this is what it does. That's what technology and innovation does. We're like, eh, we could do this with porn. Right? That's what they did. Right? That's what they did. <clears throat> this is true. 
I work for Fleshlight. Do you really, Elite? Probably don't. Probably just pulling our leg or yanking our dick. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, backwards compatibility. Xbox is uh is trying to uh do the kibosh on that. So there's no uh. Let's talk about yanking people's chains. Let's talk about Patty Jenkins and Ryan Johnson. Okay, Johnson reportedly shelved Star Wars projects because of creative differences. So following the news that Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie has been delayed indefinitely, reports have uh, surfaced suggesting that the move was made due to creative differences between the director of Lucasfilm executives. Former THR editor and noted inside Matthew uh, Bolini reports that the issue between Jenkins and the studio caused the film to be taken off of Lucasfilm's production schedule. Specifically, Bologna, uh reports that the issue have revolved around the film's script, stating that Jenkins and studio executives, included senior VP Michelle Rija, couldn't agree on how to move forward. Now, Bologna's state status said that the, it's laughable recruiting problem at Lucasfilm, according to the article. A number of agents have previously reported that the top filmmakers are often keen to sign on for a movie within the franchise, but find themselves uh, hampered by issues of micromanagement of the plot point by committee. Uh, Baloney cites that the similar experience held with Game of Thrones showrunners David uh, and Dan and and, uh, bailed on creative new Star Wars trilogy, as well as Ryan Johnson, whose own trilogy was also shelved. Jenkins' Star Star Wars film originally announced in December of 2020. Disney revealed that that time of the film would be called Star Wars Rogue Squadron, and that it would be the first title of the franchise to feature a female director. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just a director. While the title shares the name with the franchise-based video game, uh, Disney confirmed shortly afterwards that Rogue Squadron would uh, not be an adaptation and instead would be a, fe- a feature of its own original story. So what do you think about this, Sarge? Um, do you think that they wanted to implement some kind of woke stuff and uh, shitpeck. When, uh, when do they not? Bob Shitpeck said enough with this shit because he's against it. He's he's they're losing money. Well, Shitpeck's not against it. He's only against it because they're losing it's money. not making money. Right, they're losing and money. J- and and Shitpeck is the is the he's the money dot guy. The, dot the eyes and cross the t's, money guy. Right, right. So it came out that they also lost sixty five million dollars. I think something along the lines of that. Um. So the last quarter, which Black Widow was in, and also um, Shang-Chi, even though Shang-Chi, they said, made money, Shang-Chi lost money, Black Widow lost money. So the last two features that came out for Marvel both lost money, and Eternals is going to be the trifecta, it looks like. It looks like it's not going to make its money back. So it'll be three features that didn't make it. So JPEG is like, all right, let's hold the— you, you, you guys had your shot. Right, hold your roll because the stuff that you're making— is not making us money, right? right? So let's start trimming the fat. So, so this is so in essence, and I, and I and I don't like to use this as a as the positive for my point, but money is the great equalizer here, right? Right. It doesn't matter about your sex, gender, or ideology. It's about are we making money, right? That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. W- wish I had sixty five million dollars to lose. No, don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, so, yeah, so a lot of Star Wars projects are being canceled. A lot of Star Wars projects and a lot of Marvel projects that they talked about, they kind of just shoved underneath the rug a little bit and then introduced brand new new ones that were coming out. So we'll we'll see what happens overall with Disney, uh, with the Star Wars brand. Uh, Book of Boba Fett's coming out later this year. Uh, Hawkeye starts next week. 
Uh, and then obviously um, all the Marvel films got pushed back one spot. So they start in May next year with uh, Doctor Strange if, and the Multiverse of If they of come out at all. Well, no, if they come out at all. Th- th- those, those will come out. I mean, they might get delayed if something happens in the world again. But for the most part, Ragnarok, or I'm sorry, Love and Thunder, uh, Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, um, Doctor Strange, all Black those Panther are... Two, Black Panther 2 is in limbo. Um, well, it's in limbo because of one of the actors, but we'll, we'll see what, what happens. They have plenty of time to, to finish up and figure it out. It doesn't come out until October next year, so they have, they have plenty of time. Uh, so yeah, so that's Patty Jenkins and Ryan Johnson. Uh, thank creative, God. Cre- creative differences is always like the nicest way they can say that they're just... They're just not. Yeah, they they're not. They don't want to. They don't want to make any drama. They just want to <clears> tell you, oh, it's creative differences. We just moved on, like we're adults. But meanwhile, there was a shouting match and sl- doors slamming, and they're like, right. you know, go go eat a dick. Somebody somebody yeah. got their parking lot taken, uh, parking yeah. spot taken yeah. away. Someone's black law blacklisted now. Now I've come to the the Christmas right. party stuff like yep. that. Yeah. So that's what's that's what's happening over there. Uh, we're not going to talk about Battlefield just yet. Lots of Battlefield news. Uh, take two, right? Let's talk about, I'm going to talk about Red Dead Redemption first, and then we'll talk about the Grand Theft Auto debacle that's going on right now. So, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick also all but confirms potential release of new Red Dead Redemption title in recent interview. Um, So while Red Dead Redemption players will likely have to get used to these long waits in between series installments, they're also happy to know that they said installments are at least in the works. Strauss Zelnick and CEO Take-Two Interactive Rockstar Parent company confirmed as much during the the recent uh, virtual global interactive entertainment conference. That 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 has to get changed. That's a really long name for for no reason. Here is spoken in length about Take Two's thought process for release of new games. Uh, during the conference, Zelnick uh, answered whether Take Two's core system franchise like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption have shelled lives uh, or live or live on internal through broader industry changes and technology advancements. In answering these questions, Zelnick confirmed that Take-Two does plan to launch future Red Dead Redemption titles. However, the launch of these titles will likely uh, be few and far uh, between. Uh, Zelnick compares the franchise staying power uh, to James Bond, which has been around since the 1950s. He believes that the movie franchise works because it's spaced out installments releases, making them something like special events. He wants to do the same thing with GTA and Red Dead Redemption. Uh, he f- and even reveals that Take-Two will, will sometimes avoid releasing titles to build up uh, fan hype. The decision that Take-Two apparently makes as a company, not just upper management. Overall, Red Dead Redemption 3, or whatever the next title will be called, is coming, and Take-Two plans on it but it'll be some time before that arrives. You're trying to tell me, and they're trying to plant a seed that says another Red Dead Redemption game is coming out before a GTA? No, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is that they're just letting you know that they are going to make another Red Dead Redemption. Oh, okay. It doesn't say and, that it's coming and out before And Elder Grand Scrolls will soon be out. Sure. Okay, so telling me that they're working on a Red Dead Redemption game is... The point is moot. We all know that you will because you're upset that you couldn't milk it to death like you did GTA Five. Okay. I mean, I don't know. We if that's... know we know a remaster for we know a remaster for Red Dead Red Red Dead Redemption One is coming out. That's rumored. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And they know they don't have to rush anything. And c- comparing your games to James Bond films because they're special is a crock of shit. Well, okay? no. I, I, well, I'm not gonna say it's a crock of shit. He's looking at it as a as a business model. He's saying. We don't want to come out like a Marvel movie every every year. 
We don't want to come out with a Call of Duty game every year. So once in adolescence? What, once every you're gonna come every, out a game once every 15 years? What are, what are you talking about? Well, before they came out with the Grand Theft Auto game every like three years, <clears> right? It was like three, four years in between. Now it's because now because it's like seven, eight years. Took, because that's what it took to make a game back then. Correct. That's what it took to make that game that they were making back then. Now, with all the graphical enhancements, what they're trying to do, the just the technical ferocity of the actual game, it takes time. So this entire time, you've been making boatloads of cash with a game you already had. It's been three generations. It's been on. Well, okay. Well, so you can't tell me you're not ready to release something. Yeah, but he's he's just saying the James Bond films, they did it right, where they they spread them apart. It's like, for instance, Star Wars took 30 years to make the next Star Wars film. Back to the Future took like eight or nine years to make the sequel of it, right? So like fans were like foaming at the mouth. They're like, oh my God, I want to see the next Back to the Future, right? That's what he's talking about. Like Grand Theft Auto is such a hit that they space them out that even though you want it, they're not going to give it to you because they're going to hold back. Incorrect. That, that's why they're doing it. That's what he's making an example of. Incorrect. If a, Once again, this, this point will come back multiple times. If a studio does not have to release a game because of microtransactions or current game sales that it's happening right now, right? You don't have any reason to release something else. In I order agree to with satisfy, you with that. In order to satisfy stockholders, investment guys, and the people to keep the business running, you have to release something. I agree with Take you that. Take two doesn't have to release no, no, I agree with you that, but what I'm saying is the example he did with the James Bond is what he's talking about. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a fair comparable. James Bond comes out every so often because it takes time to write a decent story. Plus the fact that now you have to find a new James Bond. Right? You don't need a James Bond every year. It's not COD. You're right. supposed to wait a right. little bit and be excited for it. But waiting 10 years for a video game coming out and you're saying, oh, yeah, we got one. Don't worry about it. Oh, I got a remaster. Don't worry about that. Like, right. come on, man. I don't know. Once again, I, I if look you don't have to if if if. Businesses run on different modes than personal people. If I don't have to work hard in order to make money, then I don't work hard. Agreed. Right? Agreed. The business model is we have to make money. Are we still making money? Yes. Good. Do no. we have to release another game yet? No. 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 So then we don't have to release another game. Yeah. We well, just click, keep collecting money. So, so for instance, like, we're, we were excited. Like, Battlefield took three years to, to make, right? Like, it doesn't come out no, every it year. Didn't. Well, I understand that, but what I'm saying yeah, is okay. in, in the past... Right, but be specific, because it gets me angry when they <laughs> right, say they've yeah. been working on it for three well, years. In the past, Battlefield didn't come out every year, right? It didn't come out every year. It, it took two or no. three years because that's how long it made it took to make those games, right? Even even when they were doing Battlefield, Battlefront, they were supposed to do it, and it took them two years to come out. Instead of coming out every year, you, you kind of... Like, right now, Battlefield 2042 is out, and I can't wait to see what they come out with next, because this is a disappointment to me, right? That That's the thing, like... I don't want a game to come out. I want the game to come out and take its time. Like, for instance, like, um, I would love to see, like, a Splinter Cell game again or a Siphon Filter game. It's been so many years that I don't want a remake, okay? Just, like, a continuation. Like, make the next next installment of Siphon Filter, okay? I, I waited all these time. Make another one. I'm okay with waiting for a game. Now, with a game like this... Like, for instance, Dark Souls 1 had to wait for Dark Souls 2, and Dark Souls 2 and had to wait for Dark Souls 3, right? You wait a couple of years for your next, and you get excited for it because you're like, oh, man, the last one was great. Now, with these live service games and the online all the time, yeah, it's you can't make the comparison because Grand Theft Auto is making $1.9 billion of microtransactions, and they don't need to make another game because they're making a shit ton of money. But just in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, when you make a really good hit, Jedi Fallen Order, right? 
you're waiting for Jedi Fallen Order 2 because it was such a good game. You're waiting for Jedi Fallen Order 2 to come out. But that's five years away. Gets, but that's five years away. Oh, it'll probably come out next year. They got to get it out. They got to get it out before the contract ends because it's exclusive right now. That's coming out next we'll, year. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see a trailer. I'll, I'll put that out right now. We'll see a trailer of Jedi Fallen Order 2 at the reward show on, on December 9th. Right. We'll see something about Jedi Fallen Order 2 at the award show, and it'll come out probably next year. Because 2022, late 2022, early 2023, Jedi Fallen Order 2 will come out because they have to get it out before the contract ends with EA as being the only one that can publish a fucking Star Wars game. Right? That's 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 their only reason. When 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 are we seeing the video? They'll say they'll announce it. I don't know if it'll be a trailer, but they'll they'll announce Jedi Fallen Order 2 at the award show on, on December 9th. That's that's my prediction. We'll 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 hear about Jedi Fallen Order two at the at the award show, and they'll just put next year, which will be twenty twenty two, which which will be late, if it comes out. I say late twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty three, is when it when it when it'll come out. BBB's in effect. All right. So the next one uh, we're we're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto is a shit show. The Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition has got so many problems that uh, people are getting refunds. They're they're offering refunds. Uh, if you're on Xbox Game Pass, you don't have to spend anything. You can try the shit show for yourself. Um, between the rain and the the assets and the titles of signs, they they said they used an automatic systems or an AI, yeah, an AI to put the the words in. It, it mixed up the words. Uh, certain characters like if you make fat cj all of a sudden he becomes like his his upper body detaches from his lower body and he's like see-through uh the rain goes blinding you can't see anything when the rain comes down it doesn't even interact with anything it doesn't go past the water like into the ocean um cars just come out of nowhere people just fall through the map uh assets just disappear like there's there's so many freaking problems with this game it's worse what is the but it's definitive Right, it's but it's worse. But, it, than, but it's, it's definitive. It's worse than Cyberpunk at this point. Well, right. actually, it's, it's the same as Cyberpunk, except it's a it's a remaster, not a new game. Now, uh, now we we did find out that it's been worked on by a company, okay, that makes ports for mobile mobile game for mobile games. Now that's take that's take two's choice. Now, I understand that. Okay, so a lot of people want to put the blame on to them because that's but that's one hundred percent a. Rockstar take, two, take choice. two choice that look, I don't understand how you can come out with a mafia definitive edition. Okay. And it looked fucking beautiful from the original mafia, right? They took their time. They upscaled it. They made the graphics better. Why you wouldn't do this with one of the most beloved franchises in the world, right? If it wasn't for grand theft auto three, if it wasn't for grand theft auto vice city, if it wasn't for San Andreas, you wouldn't have four and five right now, right? You wouldn't have the $1.9 billion you made from microtransactions. You wouldn't be the most successful piece of entertainment if it wasn't for those three pieces of games that came out beforehand. And for them to come out with this shit, like fly-by-night type of, yeah, let's just put it out there to get stuff. And then Strauss Zelnick in an interview last year said, we won't release anything unless it's in top quality, right? Because we just don't want to make stuff. That just went all out the fucking window. Right, it just went all out the fucking window. It's just like Cyberpunk, or sorry, CD Projekt Red saying, "We'll release it when it's done." Yet here we are, one year later, game's still not finished. 
Still not out for the consoles that it's supposed to be out for, and yet it's released, okay? People say words, and they don't actually listen to the words they say, okay? There's no, there's no consequence. No, there's no consequence. There's no consequences. Zero. So grant zero, the, zero, grant zero consequences. All of the goodwill. <laughs> so, they, why, so why do you? So why do you think they would do that? Well, Just elite. You know, what? Why, elite, why do you? Why do you said think in they, chat? Elite said in chat for a quick buck. For a quick buck. Right? Our 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 target audience, our fans are so devoted. It doesn't matter how we release it; they will purchase it. Yeah. Period. My answer is: whoever bought the game, whoever bought it. Demand refund immediately. I don't yep. care if it's digital or physical. Now, immediately return it and get your money back. If, if immediately, I, if I was a person that was playing Grand Theft Auto Five right now, and I bought this and I saw what it was, it would me personally. I would uninstall Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto Five, by the way. But if I was, I would install uninstall Grand Theft Auto Five, and I would never play it again because the company that made that game is trying to screw you over, right? They they took the opportunity to sell you a piece of shit game, okay, for $60. I don't care if it's 12 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old. They took a, a shot of selling you that old a game with a, a, basically, like if I was cooking a steak, I just slid the steak across the stove and said it was cooked, okay? That's that's what they did for for the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition, okay? Which is sad. Which is sad because that's yet another company that the fans built up. Fan to base make, is big enough, right? The fans built built it up all these years, and they came out and said, "All that goodwill later, goodbye." Right? So much so that Grand Theft Auto Six comes out, I'm gonna be like, mm, "I'm gonna wait. I don't care how beautiful it looks and how great it gets and all the reviews get. I'm gonna wait. I will not buy it day one because of the shady business practices that these companies do." I think I think the the more important story is I think that especially Rockstar, I think I think that they had a conversation with Take Two. The leads got together and they had this conversation. They know how much money they're making in Grand Theft Auto Five over three console generations. Three, okay. They know how much money they're making. I think that they're concerned that if they do release the next iteration of Grand Theft Auto, whatever it be, we say it's going to be world I say or world. Universe, yeah, universe. Right, whatever. we say world, okay? So whatever rendition that it's going to be, if they release it, that game, and this is this is the problem when you make games like the one that they made, it has to be able to surpass and beat the game they already made, which is now currently the most profitable piece of entertainment in the history of man. Okay. Right. So I don't think you can go up from here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you have in some way, this game has to innovate what the other game didn't do and be able to transition that group of people over to the new game and spend just as much money on the online version right. than the new one. Otherwise, what you're really doing is you're getting rid of your money to gamble on the next one as opposed to just transferring over the people. You you know what I mean? Like right. this is guaranteed money. It's been guaranteed money now for almost 10 years. So how do you, how do you pivot from guaranteed money? If you don't know, especially if right. you have to innovate, right. especially if you have to innovate. <clears throat> I don't know if that's a shot at me, 
saying then why are you playing Marvel Avengers? Marvel Avengers is doing this worse things than GTA? Not even close. Not even close. Okay. First of all, GTA has been around for 15 years. Avengers has been around for 15 months. Right. They're, they didn't sell me three different Marvel Avengers games that were like the best selling games of all time and then try to resell me that game at Atari graphic style. Okay, with not even working on anything. It's not even in the same ballpark. It's, it's, a, it's a literally a bad example of bringing Marvel Avengers uh, to compare it to GTA, right? The reason I'm playing Marvel Avengers is I paid $60 for that game to have a raid in the game, which a raid was supposed to be in the game, and the raid didn't come in with the game. But you forgot it, about that, didn't but, you, right? But, it's but been so long, you forgot out. about that, right? And I uninstalled the game because they put in certain things in the game that I deleted. But now that they're putting the raid back in the game, and since I already paid to see and make my character play the raid, I'm going to give the raid a shot. Hence why I'm going back to Marvel Avengers to level up my character so I can play the raid that I fucking paid for 15 months ago that was supposed to be in the game. So that's why I'm playing Marvel Avengers, because I paid for the fucking raid to be in the game. Yeah, but you didn't, you don't remember that, right? It's been 15 months. You don't remember paying for the raid, Mike. You just paid for a video game, right? You don't remember that part of it, right? right. That's... That's something else. You don't have to worry about it's a, that. It's a, it's a completely different raid, by the way. It's not even the raid that was supposed to be in the game originally. It's a completely different fucking raid they created. Right? And I'm already ready for this. I know I'm going to get disconnected. And I'm going to fucking record it. And I'm going to go ape shit on it because I'm going to get disconnected on the, on the, on the day I, I do the raid. Oh, okay. I, I definitely believe that during your raid, you're getting disconnected. Oh, absolutely. I can, I can almost It'll probably that. happen an hour, two, two hours and 59 minutes as, right when we're about to beat the boss. Then all of a sudden, one of them gets disconnected. That, it's it's going to happen. I I have to uh, not to be negative, but I think I have to go along with that. You you haven't done you haven't done the uh, what do you call it, the Omega level? You have never you ever get to finish it, correct? No, I finished it. I finished it on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, it took it took me an hour. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for it thirty, everybody. It, it, it it's only an, been fifteen months. Yeah, no, it it took it took four months. Uh, twenty three drops. Uh, and I finally did it on my twenty second or twenty third run. Uh, it took an hour and four minutes, and you could watch the video on YouTube. Okay. The very first moment we got into the into the thing, the game broke because the the rifts that you're supposed to run through for to keep the time weren't there. Okay, so we had no timer, and then someone dropped, but they came back in because they didn't get dropped, and then all of a sudden the health glitch happened, and then uh, uh, AI got paused, and it all of a sudden resetted. There was a bunch of shit that went on. I was like, oh my god, please, please let me get through it. Yeah, it took me an hour and four minutes to get to get through. Yeah, <clears throat> so. Uh, Thirty. I gave a good comparison. You're talking about uh, almost as bad as CD Projekt uh, 2077. Avengers is bad because of lack of content and microtransactions. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, talking about one shitty game experience to the next shitty game. What am I talking about? Sorry, I could be talking about anything right now. I could be talking any, about any game. Any game right now. Any game with a shitty experience right now. Any game. <clears throat> I'm except except indie. Because they still trying. That's right. I'm going to talk about Call of Duty Vanguard's campaign. Okay, so this article says the campaign is a, is an insult to World War II. Right, that's the title. All right. Okay. Well, of, first of the of thing. All, go, but, all right. Go ahead. Go on. ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm also going off of Angry Joe's review I watched, which I laughed. Okay, he's he's been making me laugh a lot lately because of uh, he gets so you can see the blood vessels in his in his head exposed because of it. Right. So. Call of Duty Vanguard, the, the the campaign is literally garbage because everything is already tied. It doesn't matter what you do. It's a 
you're you're basically just moving the character from point A to point B. To, you're on rails. You mean you're on rails? Yeah. Okay. From point A to point B, just so you could throw a grenade through a door. Now, Angry Joe in his review threw five grenades through this door and nothing counted. He had to go to this chest to grab this grenade to then throw it through. He said the characters, they there wasn't really any kind of emotion or anything. So let me read this one from John Walker. This is from uh from a Kotaku. The original Call of Duty released 18 years ago, and the game gave a shit about War War or War War back then. To play it today, and you should remain excellent. But to experience fear, disorganization, confusion, and horror, a bunch of barely trained teenagers are thrown into a situation beyond comparison. Trying to be killed by another bunch of barely trained teenagers. It is the first sequel remained extraordinary. Uh, depiction of a of of an honor of war based on the acolytes and who to survive call of duty vanguard's campaign released last week in the game that couldn't give a shit about the second world war to play it today okay and you shouldn't is, is it's dreadful it's to see this conflict used as a backdrop for wo woeful uh attempt at exploring the valuable notion of diversity modern mid, uh, mind game um he says Uncovering conspiracy, conspiratorial gibberish akin to a plot of Wolfenstein game, and it's very little fun to play. As the franchise returns to World War II origins, it's an absolute fascinating and deeply demoralizing that it's just how much uh, sensibility and have to radically change while the worst access, uh, excesses of Call of Duty campaign were firmly established many years ago. They're also far more starkly and grimly revealed when they're more easily comparable with the series' own heritage. But the extremes to which these goes fail to progressive in any meaningful sense or even more spectacular. Uh, Activision series is without question extraordinarily successful, multi-billion dollar franchise dominating mainstream sales every year, primarily bought for its multiplayer and depicted with the world's leading graphics. Now, this even bothers with this campaign uh, anymore and surprising, let alone it suspends hundreds of millions of dollars, hires an A-list Hollywood actor and crafts dozens of photorealistic cutscenes, all for six hours of the following, some impossible elite NPCs through increasingly tight generic corridors. Vanguard continues to trend the focus of secret groups, best of best soldiers, VI comp, uh, combination of shallow, dreary target, ranges, astonishing tech. The cutscenes are, uh, are pheno uh, phenomenal art and have never ever seen graphics like these. Locations that look photorealistic characters, uh, perfectly created to dis uh, depict occasionally looking into the film somewhat avoid uncanny valley and they are visually a masterpiece and they are also an absolute nothing okay there's not uh not a moment intrigue or uh wit surprise or even rudimentary drama the story is task force one is made of empty tedious sequences and uh mustache twirling nazis sneer ver uh vindictively uh, vindictively uh, stoic, unbreakable allied soldiers who were people looking monetarily a bit sad at their deaths and their loved ones, right? There's nothing, nothing about this game. It's literally a six-hour campaign. Make it pretty. Put it out there. Just take the, the person from point A to point B and move on. Just go to the, just go to the, uh, but AI's stupid. The AI doesn't even shoot at you. You can, like, walk up in front of them. We're talking, like, Stormtrooper bad battlefield or battlefront like AI, right? We're talking, what was the other AI that was really shitty in another game? What was the other one? Oh, Destiny, right? You could literally walk through and never get shot by any of the Vex or anybody. You're completely just- As long as, as, long as you don't shoot. Right, you, you just could run. just walk past everybody, right? It was just absolute dumpster fire of AI. 
Um, you can shoot people. They come out from the same door and they just keep coming out until you go to the certain point to trigger the stop point of them coming out the door. Really, really angry Joe, not from the not from this article, but angry Joe was talking about is the laziest he's ever seen them work on a Call of Duty game because just the assets. He said, wait a minute. This looks familiar. It, look, it looks pretty. He, he goes, this looks familiar where the tanks roll into a town. He said they, they literally took that from another Call of Duty game and just reskinned it in this situation. The the airplane sequence in the game was a first person in the uh in the in the in this one. The last third person was last one was third person. He says it's the exact same sequence. Okay. He's like they're they're so lazy in what they're doing. They're just using reassets of, of stuff, right? Wasn't it all hands on deck for this Call of Duty as well? I, yep, that was all hands on deck. Right? This was all hands on deck for Call of Duty Vanguard. That's correct. And yet this is what they came out with. Right. So this is this is one. Well, I I can't I can't talk about it because uh, once again I I didn't buy it. So if anyone in chat has played it, you could put your two cents in. Uh, it, well, it's cool. It's cool, positive or negative. We don't care. I'm just curious because I watched I watched the videos. I listened to the reviews. I I really want it to be good. I really like the Pacific uh, cutscenes. I like the way that they were doing the Battle of Midway. I kind of liked it. But once I figured out it was all on rails, it wasn't. It didn't feel like uh, immersive, right? You're just on rails. Well, UK agrees with the people that I'm talking with because the UK Call of Duty launch sales are down 40%. Is it, is it free, Smash? 40%. If it's free this weekend, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll try it. Maybe. Free on what? PlayStation? Or everywhere? So Call of Duty launch sales are down 40% in the UK year over year. This is the worst selling uh call of duty uh they've ever created and that that's that's saying something right that that's saying something um well let, let, let's be honest though the the numbers of cod are astronomical so a 40 percent decrease puts it in the realm of normal sales for a video game right like that's that's how crazy sales are for cod you know so, so look look at what's happening right now right so chat's saying that it's, it's free this weekend vanguard came out what two weeks ago a week and a half ago i think it's it's over two weeks now. I'm yeah. pretty sure. In so, two weeks. So two weeks, and I know it's not free. But Come on, get, Tiny. Get with the program. But, but they're they're literally giving you an opportunity to play the game for free two weeks after it launched because the sales are so shitty. Just to put it into perspective, see, see, this is what happens when you don't buy the game on day one or week one, right? Yeah. We talked about this with Battlefield Five a couple years ago, right? Two weeks after it came out, it went half off for the yeah. holidays half off yeah. i bought both my copy and sarge's copy for twenty dollars I, I still have it for twenty dollars less than one full Wait, price we could, game we could try to play i thought that was a trial that we had we i actually have battlefield Wait, five yes, you have battlefield five yes i thought that was a trial no it wasn't a trial it was the actual game you have the actual physical disc All right so this is what happens when you don't buy a shitty game when it launches right this is what happens Let's go from one shitty game to the next, okay? Battlefield, okay, 2042 is, is, is a dumpster fire of a Battlefield series. It's now, fine. No, it's fine. I don't care if people are like, oh, this, I'm having fun. Okay, great. You can have fun, right? It's fine. I have, a, I have a stick and a hoop for you out back, too. You can have uh, Battlefield 2042 is going to have patch fixes, rubber banding issues before launch. But before we even get to launch, which is tonight, Midnight, tomorrow, right? Friday, okay? 
the people. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me call you the suckers. Okay. The, no, that's that's the, being condescending. The beta testers, the alpha the beta, testers, the betas. Who, the betas. Who, okay. So, the people that paid a hundred dollars or a hundred and twenty dollars yeah. to play it early, right? You get to test it out. So day one patch comes out. Everything's fixed for the people that paid less money than you. Okay. Just think about that for a second. Okay. While the game is still not in full operational. Uh, not only is it uh, stuttering, uh, hit detections, not even detecting. Like you could shoot somebody. Okay. And it doesn't do anything. Right. Angry Joe in his review showed, if, if, if you showed guys, some if, footage. <laughs> You guys okay. have listen. I, we, once again, I like to promote certain people because I just laugh. If you haven't watched Angry Joe's review of Battlefield 2042, you should. He's so angry. I know he uh, he yells worse than me. That's yeah, why I is, can't get any traction because there's already one guy who yells at everything. It's already him. <laughs> yeah. So I can't I yeah. can't beat him. So please go watch his review. It's hilarious. He it, it it is hilarious. Okay. He talks about it and he gets so frustrated and I laugh at it because that's why I laugh because he's so frustrated at it because he loves it. He loves the Battlefield series. Okay. He loves the Battlefield series and it's just not doing well. Okay. He shoots people, right? He's off complete it, target. He, he, he shoots someone and doesn't die and then he moves off their body, shoots next to their knee and it hits them. He shoots next to their foot and it kills them. Right? Like it's, it's, what is happening? I have a shot. I have a, I have a footage of a sniper taking a shot at me, complete far to the right of me, like complete far to the right of me, and down, down. It's like it's like the assassination of JFK, right? You're like it's down, and it ricocheted off something, and there must have been a second shooter because I got killed by a sniper bullet that was a good twenty five feet away from me. Okay, didn't even come close to me, and killed me. Okay. That they have recorded it. So I read this article the other day on stream, on my uh, normal streams. I'm going to read it now. It says, Battlefield 2042 feels like the wrong game at the wrong time. Okay. Now, this guy loves Battlefield. All right. Let me, let me read the guy. I mean, name. It, it came out during, it came out during the Veterans Day. Yeah. I thought that was the perfect time for a war game to come out. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think for marketing purposes. Ethan is the writer here. Okay. And he says... When I nailed an MV38 Condor transport hovering uh, in, the, in the lens flare, filled sky with my rocket launcher in Battlefield 2042, it was awesome, okay? When my squad bursts onto the climate-torn scene in a massive tank ramming through debris and blowing up abandoned office buildings, it's a thrill in return to DICE's military playground. When a round of all-out warfare starts up at 63 people on the internet, strangers rush towards the first objective while explosions rain down overhead. It feels like what it should be and unfold next will be something surprising, bold, special. Instead, it's a train wreck. Okay. Now, Sarge, what's the first thing you said when we played? When we got out of the thing and we started running towards the thing, what did you say? <laughs> This is drunk vision. Yeah. I, I, this is this that, is that, drunk vision. That's what Sarge sees all the time. Yeah, that's what I, that's how I see all the time. Exactly, that's how I see all the time. Yeah. So, I thought that's I got my heart was pumping when you see that many people jumping out of the helicopters and everybody gets in vehicles and starts rolling across. It looks awesome. It looks amazing to right. see that many people. Yeah, it's awesome. Getting ready to go to go. Getting ready to go to war. It's an epic moment. Yeah. And then and then it's the game. Right, so me and Sarge play for four hours. 
The first day that, on that's Friday, all the system would allow me to on, play on though. Friday night. I recorded it, it put it straight up, straight video as is. Me and Sarge played. We played like a mission and a half, a, a match and a half, and then we got network errors for the next forty-five minutes. Okay, and that was the whole stream. Okay, I, I recorded it and put it up on on the stream so you guys can see it. Okay, no edited. That's what it is. Okay, second day we played for three hours, so we played four hours total of our ten-hour trial. Okay, I still got six hours left. I also have six hours left, Sarge. I have yet. I I didn't want to go back and play it. I I, I, I couldn't get on. Okay, well I I didn't want to go on. Well, okay. I I tried. Okay. So we played for four hours. That footage is also up there as well. We tried different game modes, tried different things. We played 2042. We played Portal. We played a bunch of stuff. Okay. So he says the chaos ensues and was somewhat predictable uh, quality to it. Squads split up. Players try to run quickly to where the action is, only to be picked off by snipers or ripped to shreds by fla uh, flankers. They rush into the respawn because they know today uh, nobody's coming to revive them. Vehicles smash into walls. Violate whipped around. Gunners try to aim without getting uh, nauseation or nauseousness, right? Eventually, the match ends, and you either win or lose, but the outcome will probably only feel tang tangible related to whatever a large struggle transpired. One of the core issues stems from the fact that Battlefield's traditional roles have been remixed to hell. Heroes have been replaced with assault, medic, engineer, and scout archetypes, and you can now mix and match perks like wingsuits and grapple hooks with sniper rifles and rocket launchers. It's liberating and fun to mess around with, but also severely amplifies the, exist the existing chaos, especially when it's not easy to quickly identify the specific capabilities and builds of your surrounding teammates. Okay. Then there are the bugs, the glitches, the frame rate drops, the rubber banding, the texture pop-ins. By far, the biggest issue is that most of the central things you can do in the game is aim at an opponent and shoot, and it feels widely inconsistent, at least on console. Sometimes you can feel like it takes twice as long to kill someone as it should, especially when firing at even a moderate distance. Some reviewers have mentioned this, and it's already a meme on subreddit. Now, whatever the reason is, it sucks. Six hours into the early version, uh, and the game doesn't officially release until November 19th. The lows have already... This is out the away trap the uniform. Shut up. It's the, uh, the lows have already outnumbered the highs. Okay, and I've said this before. If a game comes out and the lows are higher than the highs, then you're done playing the game, right? So Battlefield 2042 occasionally looks great, even my Xbox Series S, but it also very often seems unfinished. The series is somewhat infam infamous at the point of coming to in hot, but despite big improvements from early on and much uh, uh, from the beta, the game feels the game feels rushed, disorganized, and not even kind of way where you're excited to stick around and watch if it finishes cooking. It, it no doubt improve over the, a lot of the next couple of months. By next summer, it could feel like a completely different game. Unfortunately, in coming out in the fall of 2021, it already is crowded field of shooters, live service games that are getting more packed by the day. He goes on and says, by most notably, Microsoft decided to launch Halo Infinite multiplayer nearly a month ahead of schedule. The first new Halo multiplayer in six years. It's also free to play and also already started charting on Steam. And it wasn't as long as people uh, online jokingly started digging early graves for Battlefield. He says, I enjoyed what I played in Halo early beta, and which, li uh, which lives in my memory as a handful of cool moments and exhilarating rattles, rather than the morale of mayhem that this is not yet a review of Battlefield 2042, and I'm not going to begin comparing and contrasting them, comparing Halo and, and Battlefield, he says. Now, Battlefield 2042 is a $70 on the latest console, and it's not hard to see why people are jumping right out to the ladder of Halo, okay? He says, maybe EA knew that, and this is why they originally wanted the Battlefield to come out in October. Those plans were foiled by the pandemic, even without the... No, they were not. 
I know, but that's what he says. That's what they that's what they say. Okay, no, even not. without the competition of Halo and and the annual Call of Duty Vanguard also seems to be stalling. The rest of the space of live service uh, minefield. When Battlefield Five came out in 2018, it was facing a battle royale frenzy thanks to PUBG, Fortnite. Now online shooters also have been uh, contend with with Apex Legends, Valorant, Call of Duty Warzone, and others. All of which are free to play. It's hard than ever to find some time uh, to give games a first chance, let alone a second or a third. That said, I haven't by any means given up on Battlefield 2042 just yet. I want to love it in sprawling all-out warfare mode, but even though now it feels like a botched experiment, that future of the series, much more promising in the game's hazard zone, highest competition between squads to collect data selfly extracted, which is the worst game mode in Battlefield 2042, by the way. Okay. Uh, there's also a reason to stick with Battlefield 2042 for the long haul right now. It's the third board mode, which is Portal. Now, the remixing maps and modes from earlier games in the series lets players create the greatest hits list of highlights and strengths of Battlefield 3, Bad Company 2, and also adding Battlefield 1942. The most fun he had, he says, is the latest game playing around a breakthrough in Battlefield 1942, Battle of the Bulge map, ex uh, except this time the environments were fully destructible and over 100 players were fighting on the ground uh, of the snow-covered fields. He says... It's easy to see that Portal expanding with the new maps and options into the overgreen overspin uh, spinoff is much more the way of the war zone, right? So that's that's the, the the shining part for him. It was the shining part for us too when we played, right? It's yes, but the more the more people are going to play, you're going to see what Portal actually are able to do. It's not everything that they said it was going to do. So I'm going to give it another couple of weeks and we'll see what people can create. All I know as of right now is all they're doing in the servers is creating farms for killing bots yes. so they can raise up their levels. Like because every they, server is right. a bot farm. Because they it's, don't want to play the game. They don't want to play That's the game. Correct. They, they don't want to play That's the correct. game. They want to play farming of XP, right? That's correct. So how, yeah. what does that even say about the game? <clears throat> like, Listen, I, I can appreciate the complexity of... You're, you're okay, Sarge. You're okay. I, I don't know what happened. Well, I I, I I still see you, but you're you're frozen. Yeah, my computer just took a dump. Nice. Well, we can still hear you. So, All right, so, so I keep I talking can and then I'll uh, I'll we'll I'll see how happens how long how long yeah. I can go. What what I didn't what I didn't appreciate is the fact that the game it's not solid. It's not a solid shooter. It's it's a it's a game full of gimmicks and and ridiculousness. It, Nobody gets picked up. There is no reviving. There's no class system. There's no identifying someone as soon as you know what kind of combat situation you're about to have. Right. There's no way of there's no way of squatting up to the point where you understand what is happening. Right. So you're you're basically at the mercy of a if you're in a firefight, 15 seconds, 20 seconds before somebody gets you from the side. There's no there's no game flow. It's just pure chaos. Right, right. It's it, it's it's now when we played when we played the the portal. Are you still with me, Sarge? Because I can't, I can't. Okay, yeah, you are. Okay, yeah. Um, you you can't. Uh, when you're when you're with when you're playing the game, okay, it feels good playing Battlefield 1942. It felt good playing Bad Company Two, but it felt good for me on a short period of time. Right, it felt good at a short period of time as far as. Like, I liked it. I like playing Battlefield 1942. You can see my gameplay. I, I say this is the best part. I love the portal. But the problem is there's only two maps for portal. Now, obviously, down the road, 
three months, six months, eight months, they're going to have more maps. They're going to have more things, more people, things to do. Um, so that's what's going to happen. Okay. It'll get better over time. And this is what I was talking about with Battlefield in the beginning. I said, don't buy this when it first comes out. Wait for it when it comes out. Wait, wait a month, right? Wait three months. Okay. Multiple, multiple people said, wait six to eight months. Wait eight to 12 months before you pick up this game because it's just, it's just broke. Um, can you not see your screen at all, Sarge? Is your, is your, your computer completely, uh, blacked out? He took his headphones off. All right, I'll, I'll mute him uh, until he uh, until he gets that fixed. Uh, so yeah, so I enjoyed Portal, but for a short period of time, I I enjoyed it just like I enjoyed Halo. I thought Halo was great, but in short bursts for me personally. Right, that's what Battlefield Portal is to me. It's it's not a flushed out experience yet. It's a great start. Um, we tried some of the zombie modes. I tried other things. It just, to me, everything about Battlefield right now, it's Battlefield by name and not by actual showing us what it is, okay? They could have they could have made this game. Destroy say, say the again, game. Say, say again, Sarge, because I, I muted the, you. The hovercraft alone changes the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the hovercraft is is OP. The the hitboxes on things are, are 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 bad. Oh god! Now Sarge left the uh, left the meeting. This is great. So now I'm gonna have to fix my uh, fix my thing. Give me one second, guys. Do 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 do. And then when he comes back in, I'm gonna have to fix it again. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues with with it right now. Do I feel like this game can make a comeback? Sure. Battlefield, Battlefront did. Uh, Battlefield 1 did when it came out. A lot of people didn't like Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 is one of the better games out there right now. Battlefield 5 was bad when it came out, and it's actually pretty good uh, in, in, the, in the realm now. So there's a lot of potential in Battlefield, but right now, Battlefield 2042 is a game that I would stay clear of until... They add more things until they flush out the problems. Um, but now it's like a time. It's like a time bomb, right? If if people abandon this game now, then they're not going to support it going into the future unless they have nothing in the future, and then they're, they'll, they'll keep it around. But they'll keep a, a, a skeleton crew uh, trying to make the, the, the fixes like they did for Battlefront 2. So that's, that's the, the problem with, uh, with Battlefield in a, in a nutshell. Right. A lot of people um, say that they feel like it was a battle royale game. Um, that they, they feel like it was a battle royale game that was made into a battlefield game. Like they could have just made Battlefield Portal. If they just came out with Battlefield Portal and didn't come out with Battlefield 2042 and worked on Battlefield 2042 for like next year or two years from now and then bring that out, I think that would have been a, a much better, a much better thing. Right. Just having the the skills like the technical aspect of what Portal is, that what you can do in Portal is amazing. But it, you're, you're using it on a backbone of, of a bare minimum of six maps off of three different generations over 15 years uh, total. Um, not sure what's happening with Sarge. He's, uh, I don't know if he's back, if he's, his computer probably just shut off. He's probably rebooting the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the problem 
with Battlefield. Battlefield 2042 could have been a standalone game. They could have worked on it for a little bit. I would have delayed it. I would have delayed it at least six to eight months before I, I before I launched it. But they won't do that because they they want to make the microtransactions. They want to make the money off the battle pass. They want to make the money off of that stuff. And and they know that's where they're going to make the money, right? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to Game Pass sooner than later. Um, and uh, that's what will happen. Yeah, yeah. It does remind me a lot about Battlefront, the Battlefront One, and kind of into Battlefront Two because they learned their lesson with Battlefront One. Did a lot better job at Battlefront Two, but fucked up on the microtransactions uh, with Battlefront Two. Dice wanted to delay. They said no. See, that's that's the problem. That's the problem when, and this is why a lot of companies want to break free. This is why Bungie got away from, you know, Microsoft. This is why Bungie wanted to get away from Activision because they can set their own tone on stuff, right? When Dice is underneath, Dice is not the same Dice that made the games that I fell in love with. Like I said, Battlefield is just a name, right? Right. EA, it's not in the game. Yeah. So it's 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 a shame. It's a shame. But that's the standard we live in nowadays with with these uh with these games, with all these uh battlefield games. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens going forward. Um I don't want to talk about that stuff just yet. Because Sarge is uh oh also Battlefield 2042 is also causing Xboxes to crash. Um there's a lot of negative reviews on it as well. Um going into it. It sits at a 2.6 right now. Not that a lot of people care about what review scores are. And, and it doesn't even matter if someone says it's the worst game in the world. Someone's going to go, you know what? I'm having fun. I like it. It doesn't really matter, right? But that that is the problem, right? Because let's just say that I don't know what their sales numbers are. They probably won't share it. But let's just say 7 million people bought the game at $100. Or 3 million people bought it at $100, right? They made your They already got your money. There's nothing you can do about it now. It's a broke game. And now you have to sit back and wait until it's fixed. And so you can enjoy the game or you're forced to enjoy the game until, you know, because you paid your money for it. Can't get your money back. So that's a problem with the industry and the whole Sarge always talks about that. Um, so, yeah, Battlefield 2042. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that more on Gators podcast tonight uh, after this show. Why release a complete game, working game, when pre-orders are in? Exactly, Reese. Exactly. Cyberpunk had 8 million pre-orders, made their money back, and then sold another additional 5 after launch. Right? They made all their money back in pre-orders before they even launched it. A lot of new games are buggy AF. It seems like they, uh, as players, uh, we are the testers. Well, that's what I'm talking about, right? A lot of people bought the early access of Battlefield 2042. They paid $100 or $110 or $120, whatever the whatever mode they got. And for the last week, they've been testing it. They've been telling them about bugs and glitches and stuff like that. And that to me is an early adopter to a game. You shouldn't be the tester. You should be the loved, the love consumer, right? The consumer that's, that's being treated right because you've been there since you're, you're the number one fan and yet you're getting dicked over more than anybody else nowadays, which is just absurd to me. Right, the first person that comes to my donut shop, I'm not putting pesticide in their donut. Okay, I want that person to walk out of the donut shop going, "That's the best goddamn donut I've ever had," and I can't wait to tell my friends about it. Right, that's not what the industry is anymore. It's not what the industry is anymore. Hey, uh, tell me if that uh, the donut's cooked. It's just oh, it's raw. Oh, we'll get it right the next time. 
Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, New World. New World's got a couple different problems. Okay. Uh, Sarge's not playing New World, so we'll talk about New World while he's while he's absent. Absent T. Okay. Amazon Games has switched off New World's entire economy after a player discovered a duping glitch. This was three days ago. Okay. This was three days ago. And, uh, yeah, so a duping glitch has happened. Over the weekend, New World players discovered a glitch on Amazon's recently launched MMO. Not for the first time. This is, allow this is one allowed players to duplicate furniture, among many other items. Though the dup duping trophies, furniture that buffs you in the world, rare exp expensive. This is what's got some folks extremely hot under the collar. Players could use the glitch to duplicate particularly expensive items and sell it for free money. Now, there's something in the... the um, the game's official forms about the exploit, which players who post the methodology, methodology explain that they tried to report it through the back channels before going public after game, uh, Amazon Games took no action. I saw the other posts on potential trophy uh, duplication, and then they threw a few minutes of, re, uh, of replication. Writers at player named uh, Proverty turned out that he was the very easy to do. Uh, I was one on the fence about posting the details like this, but previous attempts from my Company mates also reporting the duplication uh, fell on deaf ears out in the open seems to be a, uh, the only way to go. So needs to say the spark of the reaction, all right, and some rather spicy back and forth between angry players and community reps. The following text as soon as possible, community manager uh, said, hi, all. We're aware of the possible dupl duplication exploit, and we're being circulated the forms of social media. We're dis disabling all forms of wealth transfer between players, i.e. sending currency Guild Treasury, Trading Post, Players, and Players of Trading. While we investigate any player that's engaged with this, and Sarge is back. <clears throat> Give me one second, Sarge, because I, I covered you up. All right. I'm sure. Okay. Um, so I'm talking about New World right now. So <clears throat> any player that engaged in this will be exploit will be uh, uh, actioned against. So once the duplication exploit was uh, been investigated, we were ready to turn on the wealth transfer again, and will be updated this post. Now it's happened again. There's been another dupling glitch in uh, in New World, so they're they're having major crisis right now with uh, with New World overall. Um, where is this? Uh, okay. Now, good news for New World. After the dupling glitch, after the crashes, after the people's the the transfers, all this stuff that's happening in New World, they're still moving ahead, and they released a brand new. First major update adds new weapons, adds enemies, adds PvP options, and a novel worth of minor tweaks. So, um, Into the Void is the first content update for New World, and it's a big one. Okay, Amazon Games is about to release a bumper update uh, for New World, introducing new weapons, elements alongside with boatloads of fixes. The Void Gauntlet is the first new weapon type to be introduced. It's intended to be magic, damage, support, hybrid, scaling the intel uh, intellects and focus, Annihilation Mastery Tree specs and into more traditional close range damage dealing. Okay, apart from that, the new content is, uh, there is light novel worth of bug fixes and improvements across the board. One of the bigger changes is the 10% movement speed increase when traveling on roads, which is actually really nice. So as long as you stay on the road, you can travel faster. Your guy runs faster, so you get around a little bit more, which is pretty decent. Um, while uh, all complain of lack of amounts, the boost will also only happen once you've been running on the road for at least three seconds. And will cancel if you whip out your weapon, out, dodge, block, get hit with the debuff. Uh, the weight and repair kits is being knocked down from 2.0 2 to measly 0 
with Amazon saying that the original weight was too heavy and the chain should uh, now make it easy to keep a few at ready uh, in your back back pockets. Also here when the gear needs repairing and how to do it and additional tool tips and damage gear indicator in the inventory screen. Several changes have also been made to weapons in the tree uh, masteries. The reason behind changes for each of one of these is a nice explanation beforehand. Uh, like changes to the life staff to allocate the fact that the some healing powers has now been shifted into light and medium equipped loadouts. Weapons like the hatchet and spear have been tweaked to feel more viable. And the certain weapons like the fire staff toned down in areas to make it feel less overpowered. PvP fans will find themselves with new faction missions, plus an additional 10% luck bonus for 30% gathering bonus to anyone flagged for PvP. Durability loss from PvP deaths has now been reduced by 10%, and a fellow faction member should now be notified uh, when they're flagged. Other changes include house taxing now being deducted every seven days instead of every five, and only being able to place items in the, in the trading post for 14 days instead of 28 days. Uh, tweaks have been made to some early quests, so the starters may have a refresh some missions. So, overall, I'll tell you right now, Sarge, in my server, it is a ghost town. And now that I know that I get a PvP buff of 10% luck bonus and 30% gathering bonus, I'm going PvP, baby, because there's nobody on my server and I can just run around and get massive XP. Okay? So, kudos for everyone leaving the server. Like, it's a ghost town. There's nobody. I, I tried to find someone today in the major hub just to help me with one mission because I was getting my ass handed to me because there's just too many mobs. I couldn't find anybody. I had to nickel and dime my way through the whole thing okay but you didn't find anybody why is that because battlefield halo cod uh, uh, duping glitch there's only uh factors there's being only broke. there's only so much time in a day for you to play games you're gonna pick the ones that you like to play there's a lot out an mmo has to hold you completely for you to be in that world ask the people that play final fantasy ask the people that play wow i mean but but also the diminishing population is also because of all the shit that's been going on in New World. My whole company has been absentee for 30 plus days. Everybody in my company. There's only two people left in the company that, that have logged on in the last, like, I don't know, day or two. Everybody else has been absentee for 14 There's to 30 days. There's other stuff to play. There's yeah, but, other stuff to level. But there, But listen... These games that were out weren't out 30 days ago. They stopped playing 30 days ago because of the bugs and glitches that were in this game. That's correct. And because they're not fixed yet, other games have come out, yes. and there's no reason for me to go back. Yes, yes. Right, so that's, uh, that's, that's gone, right? So it, you, you mentioned the, 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 the gold, another gold duping glitch, right? Yeah, another, another okay. gold duping okay. glitch, yeah. So that, that's, that's multiple, multiple duping glitches that are happening. Um, you can't do anything there. Um, I forgot to mention this for Call of Duty uh, story, but did I mention Call of Duty is banning people from past, present, and future games? I didn't, right? So what's happening now is if you're caught cheating in any Call of Duty game, any Call of Duty game, okay, if you get caught in, like, now, the next, like, three Call of Duties that come out, you won't be able to play. You won't be able to. You'll yeah, get banned. I think. Completely. I think that's going to hurt sales. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's it's a true. truthful statement. I think that's bullshit. Well, they said Call of Duty bans now apply to all past, present, and future games in the series. So you can't even go back and play a game that's not even like viable right now. Like you can't go back and play. So they they hard ban you, which I kind of applaud them. But like you just said, At I doubt time. that's going to. I doubt that's going right. to happen. Right. 
Well, first they they have to you have to buy it, right? First you have to buy because they want your money, and right. then they can ban you because then they already have your money. Well, if, if you're it, how, first of all, how do you know if I'm banned if I buy something I can't play? Like, how does it, do I get a little notice? Do I get a little notice to my to my account that says, "Hey, by the way, before you buy our next title, they would have to. you're banned." They would so have don't bother. To. They would have to because if they don't do that. Then I go buy the new Call of Duty next year, and I put it in my machine. And it says, "Sorry, you can't play." I already opened the wrapping. I already got it out of the disc. You know what I mean? If you still buy physical discs, and you can't play, if you buy it digitally, sure, you have less than two hours. You can return it. But so, still funny. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely funny. We see if it's viable. We'll see, but still funny. So, Sarge, I, I find it very, very, uh, very funny that as a Marvel Avenger fan. PlayStation fans are giving so much shit to PC and Xbox fans because Spider-Man comes out on November 30th, right? And uh, every time congratulations. and every time Xbox or PC fans say we pay the exact same amount of money, we should get the same same content, right? And PlayStation says something some fanboy says something stupid like get bent, Spider-Man's owned by Sony, all these stupid things they don't know. Okay? Sure. So the reason I bring this up is because I can't wait to taste the tears of all these PlayStation fanboys, okay? Because they always throw it in your face when something's exclusive for PlayStation. But now Bethesda, it's official, okay? That after Starfield, Bethesda is releasing Elder Scrolls 6, okay? And it will be exclusive for Xbox and PC. Wait. Can you hear that? It's like, yeah. It's like PlayStations are screaming from around the world. That's fucking bullshit, man. Xbox is garbage. You can't, you can't be exclusive, right? Like that's the sound of, uh, yeah, I can hear them. They're all screaming all around the world. Okay, it's exclusive for Xbox and PC, which is actually better than what Sony's doing because that's only exclusive for PlayStation. And at least Microsoft is giving two of the three platforms ability <clears throat> to play the actual game, right? Well, then. Then at that point, the PlayStation people aren't really upset because usually, usually people who have PlayStations also have a, a PC. Right. Right. So they're not they're not completely shut out of the loop because it's not just for Xbox consoles. So you're not going to taste as many salty tears as you think. But at the same time, I think you want to play Elder Scrolls on PC anyway. Right. If you had a choice between console, like yeah. if I if I had a if I had a choice between console and and PC for Elder Scrolls Six, I think I'm going to choose PC. <laughs> Duplass says release it on the Switch and piss them off more. <laughs> yeah. So I I just love the fact that they they always say, um, you know. This is the best platform or whatever. And again, I don't care. I own a PlayStation. I own an Xbox. I own a Switch. I own a PC. Wherever a game comes out, I'll buy it for. So I'm never one to say, ah, in your face, we get this, we get that. Uh, but there's, you know, those fans. There, there's Xbox fans that talk shit about PlayStation. There's PlayStation fans that talk, but it's just the way it is, right? Um, Starfield also will have full mod support when it comes out. Tom Todd Howard said revealed that Bethesda Software Starfield will feature modding support at launch, along with other minor uh, minor details about the game. Uh, so, so Starfield will have modding. So they obviously they want that because they want to steal it from people so they can charge it later in the in the uh, in the store, right? So is it is is the exclusivity timed or permanent? For 
It doesn't say timed or exclusive. It just says exclusive. It doesn't say. It just says exclusive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would assume, it, I, I'm assuming it would stay. I, I said this last or a couple months ago. I said it would be, a, if they did, it would be a timed exclusive. It would come out first for Xbox and PC and maybe like eight months, 10 months. Yeah, but God of War doesn't come out for Xbox. No, but it's coming out for PC now. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Same same deal. Same type of it, deal. It's not yeah. allowed. It's not allowed to be on the console, but right. it would come out for the PC version. Right. And I still believe that Spider-Man on PlayStation is a time exclusive. I do. I, I do believe uh, it'll be a time exclusive as well. No, it doesn't matter. I erased Marvel from my hard drive, and so I'm not putting it back on. I don't care about Spider-Man. We need one more for the raid, though, Sarge. You want to come in? Nope. We need one more. We need one nope. More. Um, one more, Sarge. We just need one more. No? Nope. No, you can wear your pins. Wear your pins. I, I almost, I almost bought the new Skyrim again, <laughs> but then, but then I said to myself, "Am I going to let Dupless talk me into it just for fishing?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing that because of fishing." They have new missions and stuff, Sarge. Uh, maybe. Oh, you're buying it. I can sense it. I can. I'll, sense I'll tell it. you what. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll, in the realm of the Bethesda ridiculousness for rehashing Skyrim, I think I'd be more apt to buying a remaster of Fallout Four with mod support than Skyrim again. Supposedly there is. Yeah, I know. They they, they talked out. about it. They talked about it. But but what that keeps telling me is they're they know that these games are not going to be ready when they're supposed to be ready. So they have to have something in the pipeline, which is why they are remaking all these games. Right. Because they need to release something for the finance for, for you need to release something. So uh, my guess is, I guess my, my guess would be the Skyrim and then the remaster of fallout four. Now my question is remaster of fallout four before elder Scrolls six. Because I know it's going to be out after Starfield, because Starfield's next yeah, year. Yeah, no, it'll be the build, out. The build-up is starting. Yeah, no, the build-up is starting. The remake of, of, if it does come out, Fallout 4 remake will come out before Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, because it'll, it'll be that time frame between Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6, right? To fill yeah. that gap. Absolutely. And, and you, have to let, you have to let Starfield exist by itself before you bring out Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. Like, you have to let that game... Let it settle. Have its... Like, yeah, like right, you yeah. have to let that game settle. Yeah, you got like a good joke. You say a good joke, you let it breathe for a bit before you move on to the next. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, so <clears throat> the next uh, next story I want to talk about. Phil Spencer uh, talked about uh, he admits the original Halo Infinite reveal wasn't handled properly. You think? You think? Doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's true. It doesn't matter. Un unveiled during the Xbox Game Showcase in summer of 2020, players received a first glimpse of the Master Chief and the world Zeta Halo during the roughly eight-minute campaign demo. Now, as a result of the underwhelming reveal, the developer made a difficult decision to delay Halo Infinite until 2021. Remember that now. You're if those of you that are liking Halo right now, just remember that that game was supposed to be released last year. Okay. And that would have been a clusterfuck of like cyberpunk. Let, let me just say this. If Halo released last year, like it was supposed to cyberpunk would have looked beautiful compared to what Halo was. Okay. Think about that for a second. Okay. If Halo released last year, like it was supposed to cyberpunk would have squeezed by with no, no problems. They'd be like, it's not as bad as Halo. Not as bad as Halo. Okay. And I think that's what Cyberpunk was waiting on. They're like, oh, Halo's coming out. Look, did you see that piece of shit? They're coming out. We can release ours. We can release ours. Oh, shit. 
Shit, they pulled it. Oh no, we can't. Oh god, don't let them see the don't let them see the console. Don't let them see the console version. We'll just put it on the PC. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's short-term memory. Oh fuck, Microsoft. Right? That's what, that's what happened. <clears throat> yeah, that's what happened. So uh during a recent interview with British GQ, Phil Spencer said the head of Xbox gave his thoughts about the 2020 gameplay reveal of Halo Infinite. According to Spencer, the development team attempted to reach an unrealistic deadline by revealing the campaign and plan and and planning to release it only a couple months later. Uh, we should have been honest with ourselves, he said. Looking back at the process, we admit that the original reveal of the game was unsatisfactory. However, Spencer emphasized that the intentions of 343 Industries and Xbox were not to deceive fans by revealing the game during the 2020 event, only to delay it shortly after. Instead, he said that the gameplay of Halo Infinite was unveiled out of hope that it could be finished by the end of the year to, to coincide with the launch of the next-gen Xbox X and S. The game was meant to be one of the main selling points of the new console. No and, kidding. and in retrospect, Spencer realized that it was just not the right course of action. I don't think, I hope, it was great development strategy, he said. Now, unfortunately, the, for the fans, it appears that the year delay was for best. Following a 2020 delay, the game of 343 Industries was, was managed and added another layer of polish to the campaign. In addition... Pushing back the release date until 2021 gave players several opportunities to test out multiplayer. Now, that's not a that's not a strategy to not release a game because it's broken is not a strategy. Right. Right. Well, think about this now. The game comes out one month from now. OK, it comes out a little less than a month from now. OK, or actually, yeah, one month from now. And it, and it. And as long as the campaign's good, the game's sitting pretty good because COD and Battlefield are both trash fires. Well, not even that. Halo right now, the flame is is hovering right underneath them, right? Because the, the multiplayer feels good, okay? This game was supposed to come out last year, and they said they held it back because of the campaign. Now, if the campaign comes out and it's not good, that's going to be bad because then not you, only then you have the trifecta of power. <laughs> you you have you have you have a Microsoft EA and <laughs> EA and <laughs> EA and Activision triangle of shit. Three games all competing for the shittiest player base ever. Mo, you're dreaming to say that it wasn't broken, just not polished. Okay. Not being polished means it was broke. So okay? wait, so wait, you think it was just polished? That's why you're not getting one um, year co-op. That's why you're not getting polished? a lot of the modes. No, right, right. The polish is what they're doing now, where they're delaying campaign co-op and the forge. That's polishing. Right. Okay, right. just a couple of weeks after, like eight weeks, ten weeks, not 365 days, 12 uh, months. That's not polishing. We all, uh, we all hope so too, man. I'm I'm with you. I want a good Halo campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But is it is it is it definitive? Look, all, is the campaign all definitive? Saying, all I'm saying is if the campaign comes out and it's not good, it doesn't look good for them because that game and that campaign was supposed to be out 365 days ago. Uh, okay. And if they had one extra year to push on it. Okay. And we're always here on GXG. We're always about people taking more time to make their games. Okay, and and show it when it's ready, not when it's a premature. Okay, right, and and let's 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 stop the bullshit and 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 know that it's a marketing decision and the finance department's decision to when the game is released, not the developers. Right, right. The developers know when their game is done. It's right. not a guess. Right. It they, they don't walk around the office going, "Hey, is the game done yet?" Yeah, maybe. I don't. 
Maybe. I don't know. Like, you think the developers don't know if their game is done or not? I'm pretty sure they do. Right. So the decision is never the developer's choice to release game. It's the upper upper suits, finance department, and marketing that say, this game's got to get out. Right? right? Thank God we can patch things, right, guys? Because okay. this game has to come out. It's 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 sad. All right, so the next one's going to be like a lightning round of things because we're coming cl close to the two-hour mark. We're going to go over a little bit over two hours later, so... We'll, we'll be there, but it'll we'll be, be fine. All right. So Destiny 2 is leaving Xbox Game Pass on December 8th. Okay. Not, not for PC though. Okay. If you don't own any of the expansions on Xbox, then you'll lose access to campaign missions, stasis subclasses, middle trees, supers for each subclass and expansion activities. Okay. So on December 8th, Destiny 2 and expansions Forsaken, Shadowkeep and Beyond Light will leave Xbox Game Pass on console and cloud Destiny 2 and current expansions will remain on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Now, once Destiny 2 leaves Xbox Game Pass, players who don't own any of the expansions on Xbox platform will lose access to campaign missions, expansion-specific activities, raids, dungeons, hunts, exos, challenges, nightfall strikes, and access to Trials of Osiris. Okay? The Stasis subclass, which is beyond light-specific, the middle tree supers for each subclass, and 10% of perk of silver purchases and other game add-ons items such as the uh, exotics already acquired will still be available for players who earn them previously purchased in season passes will remain active and players who wish to continue playing destiny 2 on xbox uh, should look at destiny 2's expansion discount that will be available soon as a reminder the witch queen will not be available on console or pc xbox game pass when it launches on february 22nd 2022 so they, well, they have to get they have to get ready yeah, so right? they have to get ready for people to have to buy it. So, right? so if you pull it off Xbox, if you pull it off Game Pass, you have to buy it. Well, here's here's what's gonna happen. There's gonna be a mass exodus because there's a lot of people that just played it on Game Pass. Okay. And I'm now sure. with all those different expansions, it's not just like 20 bucks or forty dollars. You're talking like right. an eighty dollar, hundred dollars that you have to spend to keep that stuff. Plus That's correct. plus you have to buy the new expansion for That's for correct. So a lot of people that are like ah, I don't want to spend that money to keep my stuff. So I'm not saying a lot of, I'm not saying all the people, but what I'm saying is a lot of people will be like, this is their moment to be like, I'm hooked on destiny. And now I can't afford to pay $250 to keep with my thing. So I'm going to have to wait a couple of months till I save up my money or they move on to something else. And this goes back to my conversation in the beginning of the stream where I talk about Halo is free to play. So the people that want to play Crucible and stuff like that can just go play Halo. The campaign's free on Game Pass. They can go play that. That's not going anywhere anytime but it's, soon. But it's it's the stuff that you've gathered. It's the time you've put in. And right. now you have to make the FOMO decision on whether or not you're going to spend the money in order to keep the stuff that you've worked for for right. the last six months, eight months, however long it's been since it's been on Game Pass. Right. And so they create your own – you created your own FOMO. And now you decide whether or not you have to shell out this game. And so anybody that says it's not a it's not a, a subscription model, you're out of your mind. Right. You're out of your mind if you don't believe it's a subscription. Now, it's I, a subscription I don't know model. what their discount's going to be. I don't know if they've announced it. Uh, you get to keep all the weapons and armor if you earned it, Jason. If you earned it, you get to keep it. It says at the bottom here. It says uh, items such as exotics already acquired will still be available for players who earned them. Previously purchased season passes will also remain active. Players who wish to continue playing Destiny 2 on Xbox should look into Destiny's expansion discount and will be available soon. So, yeah. So, 
Yeah, they're sunsetting. And and we've talked about this before. This is where Game Pass comes in, right? A big company puts their third-party title on Game Pass. They get you hooked. They get your claws in you. And then if you want to keep continuing playing like a game, like a live service game, Marvel might do this. Marvel Avengers might do this, right? Hey, you want to continue on playing the game? You know, it's been on the game for Game Pass for one year. And now here, you know what I mean? We'll see. I mean, we, we figured it out. If it basically basically destiny is is cod yeah they release yeah. they release a, a game every year yep roughly yeah so what's the subscription model if it's a 60 dollar game or a 70 dollar game divided up amongst 12 months <clears throat> that's a subscription model if you have to if you have to fork over the 60 dollars to continue playing the next chapter in destiny then it's a subscription model right all right so the next story i want to talk about this is for minecraft people if you have kids out there and you like Disney World, okay? So they're coming out with Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom for Minecraft, okay? Minecraft continues to be one of the most popular games in the world and is now teamed up with one of the world's biggest brands to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So right now, the announcement of Minecraft X Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom Adventure DLC has made over a verified Minecraft Twitter account, which shared a short trailer as associated posts interesting rather than a crossover with the Disney many uh, many film franchises, the event seems to be focused on Disney World itself and its iconic rides. I don't know, do they show me a uh, do they show an actual trailer for this thing? It'd be interesting. Oh, here it is. Oh, let me uh, hang hang on a second. Is that is that fact or fiction, RB? Are they getting rid of the stasis class? Yeah, no, I said it. They're 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 getting rid of the stasis class if you don't own it. Yeah. Oh, if you don't, if you don't own it, if you, you have to buy it to keep the stasis class, otherwise you would Good. lose it and the middle tree. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So as you can see on the trailer right now, you get to explore 20 iconic attractions all built and you get to ride the rides inside of magic kingdom inside, uh, inside Minecraft. So obviously you can see this in my future because my son loves Minecraft and he loves Disney world. So this is definitely going to be one of the things that we get to. So. Yeah, so you get to go into to 20 attractions inside, completely made uh, inside the Minecraft world, which I think is pretty cool. So I'm just giving you news. If you have a kid that my, likes... My, my question is, though, did did they steal it from someone who made it? Because I know there's groups of people that made, like, Westworld. There, there's people, and, and there's people that work for Minecraft. So even if this was a made by someone else and they put it up on the on the site, that person gets paid. Okay. So, yeah, they they've made over three hundred fifty million dollars in in people giving people jobs basically to make this this type of stuff. So yeah, so Minecraft Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom uh, edition is out. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, another thing is Disney employees being relocated from California to Florida. Business friendly climate. Okay, For those of you who don't know, California is a shithole right now. People are losing their jobs. Businesses are not open. Uh, the theme parks are, are, are struggling over there because uh, of the mandates and whatnot over there. So a lot of people from California are coming over to Walt Disney World. Why? Because Florida is wide open. And uh, so they're moving some of the top tier people that were over in the company at Disneyland. And they're flying them over here. So Disney announced in July that they'll be moving 2,000 employees from California to Florida in part 
because of Florida's business-friendly climate. Chairman Disney Park executive product Joseph uh, Amora said in time, he added that the expanding Disney in Florida makes sense because it's the lack the lack of state income tax amongst other business issues, such as collaborative efforts for the company. The jobs will be located in a Disney campus being built on Lake Nova community in the Orlando area and moved to set take place over the next 18 months starting in July. Central Florida is seeing a historic lows available houses for sale, which I remember said that taking the moves more difficult. The September housing market in Orlando dropped by 39% when compared to the last year's, according to the latest housing report in Orlando. Let me tell you something. We're not hurting for, for, for housing. No, just down the street, they've built uh 4,500 homes and there's another large condo complex being built like a mile and a half down the road. We have plenty of people buying shit over here. Okay. So I don't know where this guy's getting his, uh, his info from, but the, uh, so yeah, so they're moving a lot of people over, uh, from California over to Florida for the Walt Disney company. Now I want to know, are they firing people over here to give these people jobs or are they adding these people on top of the people that already have their jobs here? Cause I know a lot of friends that got let go during the pandemic and still are not full time again, back in the company. So there's a lot of people still out of work that worked for the company beforehand. And now they're going to bring 2000 employees over the next 18 months. Uh, so I would like to know if they're keeping, uh, I would like to know if they're keeping those people employed and then adding 2000 jobs. That'd be interesting to know. I'll often look at more. Into you, don't, that. you don't get that kind of detail. Oh, I can get that detail. I, I, I know a lot of people that work for Disney. I get that detail. Um, it's very, very simple to find out living here. Uh, with with all the connections I have over there, so we'll see what happens with uh, with California and and Florida there from Disney. So good if they're keeping the the employees that are here and hire rehiring the people. Fucked up if they're bringing people over from another state to bring them over here to to get rid of people. Uh, Sony patents multiple GPU system designed to improve cloud gaming performance. A new patent from Sony has shined a new light on what the hardware developer might be working on in improving cloud gaming streaming service in the future. Specifically, the latest Sony patent looks to enhance the graphical capabilities of cloud gaming service in order to bring higher quality product through the online specific medium. The implications for the patent could extend the Sony PlayStation Now service since the system doesn't often include the ability to stream games onto PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, especially for older games from previous generations of the console. However, there is no direct evidence of the patent that is new technology specifically for the current version of PlayStation Now service or if it could be unannounced system in the future. So there you go. So PlayStation is working on something to do cloud streaming. In, in related news, I tried Project or Project xCloud. I tried xCloud the other day. I was in car line. And I said, you know what? I'm going to bring my controller. And I brought my controller and I brought my cell phone with me and I sat in my car and I had a good connection, and I started playing Marvel Avengers in the car. And then I started playing Forza Horizon in the car. And I have to say, little hiccups here and there, but goddamn, it was really good. It was good and fun. I was playing real games off of my system, okay, in the car, off my cell phone. So, which is great, because I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Wisconsin uh, next week, and I was going to bring my system. But now I don't need to bring my system. I just need to bring my cell phone and a controller, and I can play my games when I'm on vacation. So fantastic. Fantastic. So patent for Sony. Next one, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. It's a movie, if you guys didn't know. Already done filming, but it got pushed back to release 
a year by Paramount for some unexpected announcement. Okay, it says, over the course of the production, Transformers Rise of the Beast, director Steve Cabell Jr. shared behind-the-scene photos, and the fans have been eating them up since then. Many expect to take the story of a Beast to Beast Wars storyline due to the beginning of the fan-favorite attire of the Transformers franchise. Okay, uh, on June 9, 2023, uh, it got pushed back from June 24, 2022 to release now. Paramount pushed it back to 2023. Even though the film got a new release date, Transformers 7 was wrapped filming. And now it's up to post-production team to complete the film, which is no small task due to the number of special effects required to make Optimus Prime and the rest of the team come to life. A mixture of practical effects, stunts, and CGI is bring the characters to life, but it doesn't tell you why the actual thing is getting... Cross-promotion is my first guess. <clears throat> well, cross-promotion. Here's one of the things I think that might... If you're saying cross-promotion, Sarge, yeah, there is a game in the works that's supposed to be a Transformers game. That's correct. It was supposed to have a beta test this year, which got pushed back to next year. Okay. Yep. So now that it got pushed back from 2022 to 2023, I wonder if this game that's supposed to be coming out, which is the same game that we talked about that's supposed to be like Destiny. Okay. Yep. If that gets pushed back and actually does come out, but it comes out two years from now, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Okay. So that's a quick one. Uh, we already talked about Starfield. Uh, G4 launching Dungeons & Dragons TV series. I thought this was pretty funny. It's not funny. Okay. I know why. Okay. I know why. All right, well, go ahead, Sarge. Why Why is Why is G4 right, coming so, back and starting a, a Dungeons & Dragons? Okay, so I'm I'm like a level 18 nerd when it comes to D&D. I played D&D when I was a kid. Uh, I wasn't a dungeon master, but I did play D&D. And I've been watching Critical Role now for a while. And I realized how strange it is to watch the popularity of that because you thought that people just wouldn't get it or understand or give a shit. But the following of the community for Critical Role and what they brought in over the last five years of them streaming D&D games has opened the eyes to other companies. Like, are you fucking kidding me that they're making that much money playing D&D on stream? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, crit critical. And so now we can't let that go. So somebody else is starting their own. So yeah, G4 so, decided to start their own. Yeah, so that's exactly why I think they're doing it, right? So critical, uh, critical um, role. They found out from the Twitch leak that they made nine million dollars last year, or whatever the fuck it was, what it was. And and G4 went. I'm sorry. Did they say nine million dollars off role playing? They said we need to get in on this ASAP. So that's exactly yeah. what they did. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Uh, by the way, Critical Role for some people is boring as fuck because you have to like the characters, the people first. Then you're watching them play characters and then they're actually playing a game. It's not excerpts or blurbs. It's a full game round, like a full adventure that that, that might not finish that night. It yeah. might go on for weeks. OK, weeks. So you're basically watching people sit around a table and the guy tells us he's that good of a storyteller. Right. And you're basically putting yourself as like a, if you're like a book on tape, right? Like you're reading a fantasy novel and you're it's book on tape and you're you're in the book. Yeah. Right. That's how it is. Yeah, and for some people, they love it. It's got and a good, I get if, it's got I a, get if you don't. It's got I a get good if following. you don't. It's got a good following. I get if you don't. But at the same time, there's a lot of nerds out there. Apparently a lot of nerds. All right. Another quick story. Twitch app now available on the Nintendo Switch. So if you want to watch Twitch on your Nintendo Switch, you can do that now. Uh, Roblox 
Roadblocks overtakes Activision Blizzard as the most valuable gaming company. This this is I was like, wow. Wow. Bigger than Minecraft? Roblox is is often known. Okay, yeah. So Roblox is often incorporated into memes and the internet and overlooked by many due to being aimed at kids. However, the recent development may just see the company being taken uh taken a lot more seriously. Roblox Corporation has only made one live service game, which is the company itself. It's named after Roblox, but this is not has stopped it from stacking up the claims of stock market. While Roblox spent three days offline and started one uh, on the month. However, this did not stop Roblox Corporation shares from jumping from 40% on Tuesday, which catapulted the company's market cap just north of 62 billion. To put the figure into perspective, Electronic Arts, which offers a plethora of games spanning countless different genres and systems, has a market cap of 39.7 billion. As of this week, okay, so they have double of EA. Okay, Roblox Corporation's 62 billion market cap is enough to make the firm the most valuable U.S. gaming company by a relatively wide margin. The corporation soared past the previous most valuable U.S. gaming company, Activision Blizzard, by more than 10 billion, as its market cap currently stands at 52 billion. This is part owning the delay of the Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, and saw Activision. So they're not profitable, like, but the the cap. They're the they're the most well known video game company Roblox in, on the market because they went public uh what like a year ago we talked about it when they went not even a year ago so they're worth sixty two billion dollars so there you go that's pretty uh pretty crazy yeah <clears throat> it is because now video games are just like other big business whereas before. They were just some tokened entertainment thing that kids played right. that no one liked. Right. And now video game companies are worth more than the top three businesses in the world next to actually oil, steel, tech, <laughs> right. and pharmaceutical. Yep. Right beneath those guys is video games. Yeah. Not anything else. So you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm I'm just really surprised that when they went public, I was like, holy Christ. So um next story. Beyond Good and Evil 2 devs believe it's a matter of time until it's completely canceled. Okay. The devs believe it? The devs. The devs. Some, some of the devs, yeah. Yep. That's not good. Yeah. Um, so too many chefs, too many chefs in the kitchen. Is that what's happening? So some members of Beyond Good and Evil 2 team do not think the game will end up releasing despite the 18-year demand for a sequel. Uh, development problems and cancellations are normal occurrence in the gaming industry. Since the release of the original Beyond Good and Evil 2003, Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, languished its development hell for well over a decade now. Hope for the game's future has resonated in E3 2017 when Ubisoft closed out its press conference with the official trailer alongside creative director. Okay, It appears to be empty promises, though, from Ubisoft, according to the insider writer Tom Henderson, who shared some of the alleged development woes of, on Twitter. He said that the game's primary problem in development is the lack of creative direction, which only worsened after Michael Ansel left Ubisoft in September of 2020. He added the game was facing problems on the corporate side as Beyond Good and Evil 2 allegedly doesn't fit Ubisoft's future ambition and the dev team sense the game will be canceled soon. Okay, while this... You mean because it's not a game as a service, it goes on forever? You yep. mean that? While, while disappointing as the news in some of the players, it may not be surprising to others that Beyond Good and Evil 2 development history, as mentioned above, the game has had problematic history since it reportedly started in 2007 to the point of where it, it not confirmed that the platforms the game would likely release on. It's been over a decade. 
been 13 years since this game has been in development and haven't seen it. We thought, and we thought Skull and Bones is bad, huh? So, yeah, don't look anytime soon. Beyond Good and Evil. I, I, I wasn't. Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Uh, the last stories that we have is basically Activision news. Okay. You and know what? I think I think I want to go through one week without talking about it. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of it and it's still developing. Yeah. Okay. So those of you that want to read the news stories, you can go into our news section. There's a bunch of Activision news stories that are there. It's uh, bad. And you can look at it. Uh, the last story I'm going to talk about, though, tonight is a program that we use here, Streamlabs. Okay. I use Streamlabs to broadcast my stuff, to look at it, to get my assets and everything that are on here. When I move something, I've been using Streamlabs for about three years now. Now, Streamlabs is accused of plagiarism and unethical business practices. The company is allegedly stolen from different websites and refused to fix auto billing issues. Okay. I could talk about the auto billing issues. I had a problem with them. Streamlabs has also made formal statements on Twitter pledging that change the name of its product. We're taking immediate action and remove the OBS from our name, reads the comment. Streamlabs OBS is built on top of OBS open source platform, and Streamlabs OBS is also open source, and the code is publicly available. We take responsibility for our actions and will support the community. Now, OBS asked Streamlabs three years ago, five years ago, I think now, to do not use our name with your name. They didn't abide by that. Streamlabs made Streamlabs OBS. Okay, so Lightstream now, which is a different service that works with consoles. Basically, you can stream from your console and have the layouts and stuff that we have on PC, but you can do it with Lightstream. Well, Streamlabs just came out with their process of making the stuff on the console as well. And it's a one-to-one, like they ripped off their website directly. And I'm talking directly. They just changed the colors and put their name on it. But the reviews that were on Lightstream, they were literally on Streamlabs OBS's site. Okay. They literally ripped it from them. Okay. So there's a lot of shit going on right now because there's people that worked for them that are saying that they they knew about the practices. They tried to bitch at and they fired those people. So they're under scrutiny for that now as well. So I'm not one person that jumps the gun on stuff, but I'll, let's just put it this way I'm looking for another company to use my streaming software with because I, I, but I have to move it all over and I have a lot of shit over here that I'd use. Right. So now I got to move it all over to OBS or I have to use Lightstream or I have to use something because now I'm also streaming on multiple platforms. I'm multi-streaming, which is also a problem. Right. So it's, it's, it's very interesting uh, what's happening. Cause you know me folks, I boycott a lot of things for, for a lot of other smaller Incidences. I'm like, I'm not using them because of this. So if this comes to fruition and they are who they say they are, I won't be using Streamlabs uh, in, in the future because that's just it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Stealing other people's work. I don't care what it is. It's fucked up. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's the last story with Streamlabs. OBS stealing stream, uh, Lightstream, stealing OBS's stuff, stealing other people's work off other streaming services. So, and I believe it's true. I believe it's true. So we'll see what's happening. Um, so there you go. There you go. <clears throat> On MTash's podcast, they're using different software too. Yeah. But it's hard for me, uh, Brandon, to to move because uh, Lightstream doesn't do multi-stream. 
I think OBS does, but I have to convert everything over to OBS. It's just going to take time to, to move the stuff over. So I might take till the end of the year and then switch and, and, and move it over. Um, that's it. That's the podcast. Episode 287's in the can. We do appreciate you guys for coming out, hanging out with us today. I do, I do appreciate you very much. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can uh, hit that subscribe button. You can hit that like button because you won't be able to hit the dislike button anymore when that goes away. Uh, you can become a member on YouTube for $4.99. You can go over to Twitch and hit the subscribe button over there. That's for $4.99. Or you can just hit the follow button. It's absolutely free. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can share us with your friends and family. More people can come out and watch the podcast each and every single week. Uh, we're here Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on Twitch and uh, YouTube. Uh, you can also watch us after the fact on Spotify now uh, on the video format, or you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. We do appreciate you very much for coming out. Uh, we are not doing the live version. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, Guardian uh, Downcast. Uh, Gators podcast right after this. Uh, I am not going to be recording or seeing it live here. Uh, I'm going to end the broadcast and you'll get to listen to his podcast on his platform on across all audio formats uh, over there. And I'll, I'll post a link in, uh, in our discord and not uh, when it goes live. I appreciate you very much for hanging out. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at 30 and still gaming on Twitter. Uh, and as our schedule next week, we there is no show for Generation X Gaming. Uh, we're off for Thanksgiving. So those of you that are celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, happy Thanksgiving next week. Uh, and as far as my streaming schedule, I am streaming on Monday, mo Monday morning and Monday night. But then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week, we are off. And I'll see you guys on the 29th, I believe it is, is the next time after, next, after Monday. So appreciate you all coming out and see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.